The nickname was Old Gnarly Knob. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Listen, we may be a little high. Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean. Oh, the Bowl After Bowl guy? He totally knew I was dumped. BowlAfterBowl.com Bowl After Bowl So when are we smoking some weed? In the bowl. I should probably try it. They had a great goddamn time. It's good shit. Bowl After Bowl That's right. Bowl After Bowl On a Tuesday night. Got you feeling alright. Because you're here in in the bowl with us. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'm DeLorean. And it is October 4th, Woo. 2022. You're listening to episode 194 of episode Bowl After Bowl. And don't it feel good doing it? Thank you for joining us live. If you're listening on the live stream, bowlafterbowl.stream is the raw MP3. Or you can look at the beautiful artwork at stream.bowlafterbowl.com. DeLorean made. Week after week. She does some great <laughs> art. And uh, that's a hand-drawn one of us as aliens in front of a brick wall. I really love that art. Ah, yes. That was a good one. That's the background of the stream page. Or, of course, uh, no, what's what? what? I was going to say the first bowl art. The first bowl art. Made. That's right. That you ever uh, drew out. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, or, of course, if you're listening... Uh, in the future, and traveling through time to the past where we are saying this, welcome to you as well. Love having you. We encourage you to uh, listen in the future or listen live with a Nude Podcast app. Take off all your clothes and go to nudepodcastapps.com. Hop on that train. Hop on that train, man. Well, I am glad that I can speak to you. I'm glad that uh, my voice is not affected, but my mouth is still pretty raw. Still pretty raw from the old extraction. We talked about the dreaded uh, wisdom tooth extraction. Did we talk about it? We talked about that it was going to go down. Yeah. We mentioned that I had to uh, do it just in passing. Just in passing. But uh, it seems like my pain has become like a recurring topic on the show <laughs> this year. Uh, pain I go through, pain I endure. Fuck is up with that? I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't want this to become a theme. No, nor me a trend. Either. Recurring. It's lame. Really sucks. Really sucked. The wisdom tooth thing. Okay, uh, I'm not gonna lie. It really, really sucked. I would only recommend people get their wisdom teeth out if they have like actual issues and problems with them, which I feel like I did, I kind of did on one, on one of them. Just one, just one. They were going to take all four because they always want all four. If you walk into a dentist office anytime after you're 18 years old and you still have your wisdom teeth, the fucker wants them. He's yeah. going to go, holy shit, you still have your wisdom teeth. And you're going to go, yeah. Do they ever bother you? So they always ask it for, did they ever bother you? Not really. They never did. Although, I was over the past, uh, you know, recent past, getting uh, frequently occurring ear and gum infections on the bottom right one. 
and it would kind of migrate from the gum to the ear, from the ear to the gum, tooth, whatever. Kind of annoying. So I figured, yeah, uh, that one is a little bit annoying. They said, ah, oh, yeah, you know, you should get all of them out. This one isn't coming in right, which I knew. This one is, like, slightly impacted or something. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, so I did. Last Thursday, go in there. They started on the upper left, because I don't know. I guess that's what you do. I said the bottom right's the problem, right? They start on the upper left, like the <laughs> opposite corner. Great. That fucker took uh, over an hour to get out. That first one. Over, well over an hour from when they put the, they put these little long Q-tips with like numbing gel in there first mm. so that they numb you out so then they can jam a needle deep into the gum and shoot yeah. you up with lidocaine and get you even number, right? Yeah. And then your lips start to swell up like uh, some kind of anime character. <laughs> and then, uh, then they go at it. They proceed to yank your teeth out with all the muscle muscle they can muster. So when they finally got that first one out, they were like, "Wowie zowie, that takes uh, that's not as what we expected." You know, it take, took a little bit longer. You got some curly roots. They show me the thing. It's all nasty, gnarly. He goes, "You know, maybe we don't even get that uh, other one on the top. Maybe we just go for the bottoms because the bottoms will definitely bother you, and uh, the top ones. You know, if 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 you don't really have issues with the top ones, maybe maybe we'll just skip the other one." Already, I'm like, "All right, great." So then he proceeds to go to the bottom left one. The other one that didn't really ever bother me. Cripes. That one also took an hour. Oh, man. That one also took an hour to get out. They had to, like, bust it up into little pieces. Drill it, break it, then yank it. It was awful. It was horrible. After that ordeal, he gets a second one out. He's like, you know, I wouldn't blame you if you called it quits right now. This took taken way longer than I expected. The guy told me it would be laid back. The guy told me, like, wisdom teeth, it's routine, it's no big deal, right? Yeah. Boy, was he wrong. Ugh. He was like, I didn't expect it to take this long. If you want to be done right now, I totally understand. I said, look, man, the bottom right one is the only one that has ever given me problems. It's like the only, if you're going to just take one, it was that one. So while you have me all fucked up in the chair, why don't you just go ahead and grab that one? So that was hour three. That one also took forever. And oh my god. Walking out of there to the drugstore with gauze in my mouth, barely able to talk. I was just like, and then I got home, I was just like feeling this huge regret. Like, why did I even do that? I've been saying no to those guys for over ten years. Every time they ask for my wisdom teeth. Why did I do this? So I don't know. Hopefully I did it to not have any infections in my ear and in gums frequently anymore. I hope that that happens. But between now and then, these holes in my head have to heal up. Yeah. So that's what we're dealing with right now. They are still extra raw. (laughs) So gross. Ugh, it's the worst. It gets worse when you tell the bowlers what the dentist said to you when he asked you to open your mouth up again for that third tooth. Yeah, I'm just sitting there. He was like, uh, can you open as wide as you can? He's working. This is actually like early on. Oh, shoot. Um. I thought, I assumed this This was at the very start of the second tooth. He was like, all right, open it. I need you to open as wide as you can and turn toward me. So I uh, complied, which is not my style. But, you know, you got, you're there in the chair. You're kind of uh, at at the mercy of the dude. So I open my mouth as wide as I can, right? And he goes, okay, so as wide as you can is about an inch. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I said, excuse me? 
Actually, I said, Excuse me? <laughs> I looked him in the eye, like I gave him the murder eyes. <laughs> but I was going to give him one more shot, you know what I mean? I was like, you know what? I, I'll give you one more try. Like, what the fuck are you going to say to me? Uh, oh, oh, yo, you got an inch there opening. Like, who got the fucking money, man? I gave you the money. Why don't you open my mouth as wide as you can, asshole? You're sitting there in the chair. You got this lady hovering over me. You're both shining big, bright flashlights in my eyes. How about one of you grabs some kind of tool off of that table of torture that you've got that you can wheel around? How about one of you jam something in my mouth and hold it open, bro? Because I can't fucking feel anything, and I can't really open my jaw that wide right now. Thanks. That'd be fucking excellent. Yeah. Oh, my God. What or- a terrible experience all around. He could have just opened his mouth and given oh. you a blowjob for the amount of money the shit cost. Well, he know? did open his mouth, but it was just to talk shit. Yeah. Incredible. God. Incredible. The disrespect they, um, they show your man. They sent a nurse out when they were starting that third tooth. Oh, my God. To tell me, uh, you know, this is a little bit more complicated than we expected. Yeah. But we're starting the last tooth. And then that took an hour. Man. I was like, something is very wrong. I really wanted to go back there and just get you. When he got the first one out, he was like saying how surprised he was. He was taken by surprise by this, right? And um, he was also saying like, yeah, I've, I've pulled like thousands of teeth. And like, these are just like the most difficult ones I've seen. And you know, you when you hear some guy say something like that, you think, oh, okay, yeah. You're just like trying to, you know, probably say this to all the girls, don't you? But... <laughs> Then I heard like, I didn't hear what they said, but the nurses were like walking around muttering to each other, like under their breath, like, and I was like, oh God, that's when you know you're (laughs) fucked. Jeez. Yeah. They're like talking low to each other. Wow, did you see that guy? Oh my God. Yeah, no, no, fuck that. Yeah, it was nuts. That was a long wait. I had all the kids with me. In happier news, Rayla got her fillings in at the same time as you, and mm-hmm. we were supposed to get out at about the same time. You know, we scheduled the appointments <laughs> right. together. Yes. And hers they had for like an hour, and yours was slated for like an hour and a half or something. They told me it would be no big deal. I know. <laughs> Everyone told they you They literally that. gave up on the fourth tooth. They were like, dude, we got to go home. We're closing this bitch. Like, get out of here. Here, take a prescription. Here's some drugs, man. Here. You don't even need to ask us. Look, here's some drugs. I made them give me the teeth, even though they yes. busted them all to pieces. <laughs> There's one that's whole. Is there? Yeah. It's I got the root even, and everything on it. I haven't even looked at them closely yet. I'm just so disgusted. Well, the girls wanted to see your teeth. Nice. But yeah, so I had mentioned the water lays on our bowls with buds we did with lavish and cotton gin, because mm-hmm. I hadn't heard of it before. They're like, oh yeah, we can clean cavities out with a laser. They did. It was easy. The five-year-old didn't say anything, but then at the end of it, uh, they did two. She's got four cavities in her molars. Each one has one. And so they were like, well, we usually just do one at a time with kids under 10 because they don't like to sit still. Well, she had no problem, and I was like, yeah, just keep going. Just do all of them. And she probably like, sits st- more still in that chair than in the lobby. Yeah, exactly. Waiting for my dumb ass. Exactly. Uh, but they were just like, no. But it was cool. He showed her like how it worked and everything as he was going along. It just heats up the cavity, I guess, and then they blow some water on it. Then they blow water on it, heat it up with this laser, and then suck the water out. And then they just paint on the filling stuff. So it was no big thing. 
And uh, as we were leaving, the ladies were like, you are the best five-year-old we've ever dealt with to my kid. And I was like, hell yeah, she is. And she also was just like, I don't even know what happened. I bet they and tell then, all the girls that. <laughs> probably. But then my three, our three-year-old cried because she didn't get a turn in the chair oh, to get fillings. Man. I was like, dude, you don't want to be in that chair. She doesn't like, know any better. You don't understand. So then they have this treasure box. It literally it looks like a pirate treasure box. It's plastic and whatever. And they take it out to the kids and let them pick out two toys or whatever when they're done. And so... Ray had told me, she's like, I want to get one of those sticky slap hands, you know, the like stretchy hands that you can smack on the wall or window or whatever. I was like, all right, that's, if, if they have that, that's something you can get, I guess. Well, anyway, she gets to the pirate thing and she was like, dad's still in his appointment. I said, yeah. She goes, well, they have this little tooth pillow. I think I'm going to get that for him so that he can at least get paid for his teeth. Nice. I was like, oh, <laughs> All cash, baby. Yeah, That's she's like, thinking. She's got her priorities straight. When we got you home, she put the little tooth pillow next to your pillow on the bed so oh. that we could put your molars under it so that the tooth fairy could give you some money. Fantastic. <laughs> yep. She's going to go far. I know it. Oh, yeah. I know it. Well, All yeah. Wolf cubs. I had to work uh, back-to-back double fizzolinos uh, with those raw holes in my head. Woof. Um, they, the night after and then two nights after. Yeah. You were busy. So that was fantastic. I could, <laughs> what was nice was like, I could still talk. So that was all. And, uh, <sighs> once it's like go time, once it's on time, you know, I can just, pain is out of mind. Like something else is going on. We're just doing this for right now. Yeah. Good old show must go on. In fact, it's probably better that way. I'd rather have something to do to take my mind off of it than just be like sitting around miserable. So yeah, I get that. I'm actually uh, pretty grateful for all of that. It was a great time. We did uh, we did an event at the jewelry shop. The jewelry shop? Yeah, a jewelry shop. Sure. Oh, okay. I thought it was a jewelry shop called the jewelry shop. Hellsburg Diamonds. Ah. Uh, and the it was a like a, a, a almost a. I want to say two years to the day from the last jewelry shop event that we did. It was, we did one on Tivoli on the Plaza a couple years back. Yeah, you met that watchmaker. Pretty kick-ass. That I did make cool. that watchmaker, man. I Got a follow-up. I want to like go through that downstairs thing that he talked about. but. Uh, well, how was this jewelry shop? This was good. It's all right. They had somebody from, you know, it's like a big chain now. So somebody from their corporate office and some guy from the miami one of the miami stores out there so yeah had some guys walking around it's basically like a uh bunch of engaged couples walking around to different stations while they learned about all the different diamond stuff oh i see we were just there to feed them uh prosecco and uh moscow mules which it's funny because everybody all the time asks me oh you share with moscow mules because we use those little copper mugs as decoration yeah and so they always go oh you oh you got moscow mules i was like no it's just a deck it's just for pretty man i got what the sign says i got prosecco i got beer you know, you, there's no sign that says Moscow Mule. There's, yeah, and there are signs right above each like, tab. Ooh, because you recognize what a copper mug is, you get a Moscow Mule, you're special. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. Uh, but that was fun. Yeah. The, that other one was a backyard wedding, which I really, Aww. out of all the gigs that we do, backyard weddings are my absolute favorite. 
no matter what class is going on, some of these events are like make me really class conscious. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like if you just do uh, some for like the loaded, um, the few, the proud, the loaded, it's really, I don't mind it most of the time, but sometimes I've been treated straight up like the help, which always rubs me the wrong way. And it's really tough because it's like a service industry thing. So you have to just grit your teeth and like still provide great service. Yeah. But I just like always hate being treated as like some kind of um, thing. Yeah. Thing with legs. So, uh, Especially the Fizzolino. Never happens at a backyard wedding. No matter what, it's always like the most chill. People are like respectful because they're at their friend's property. You know, like always the best times there. And always like the best tips too. Nice. People like just tip the shit out of you at backyard weddings. I don't know what it is about that, but yeah. A fantastic time was had for sure. And uh, uh, this guy, everyone wants to like bring you drinks and stuff, you know? Yeah. Which I'm totally down with. It's totally fine. It's like bartender protocol. But with the holes in the head, I cannot do alcohol. Dry socket problems, mm. right? So this guy was like, Can I go let me get you a cocktail, man? I was like, Yeah, I really would and I always say yes to that, but uh tonight's special because, you know, my wisdom teeth pulled two days ago, so I really can't have any alcohol. And he was like, Oh man, it sucks. Here, have a gummy. Nice. And he pulls out at least like five milligrams. Is that all right? I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> five milligrams, fine. It's totally chill. Earth. Totally laid back. It was so soft and tasty and uh, watermelon flavor. Damn, I texted you the name of the company, but now it, it, it slips my mind. It escapes me. But God, they were like the perfect texture. It was like you could have held that in your mouth and chewed it with like the tongue and the top of your palate. They're called Robots. Yeah, oh yeah, Ro- Robots. Robots. <laughs> it's called. It's pronounced Robots, but there's an H in it. R O B H O T S, right? I'll put them in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, fantastic gummy, fantastic, and delivered all five. I mean, they made five milligrams go the full way for sure. Yeah, and you know that's that nice. Like so good for pain and everything. Some. Uh, <laughs> it's just perfect. It's the perfect medicine. Some rich silver-haired older gentleman comes over and like. Puts a gummy in your hand, you know, you're like, tonight is good. Tonight's going to be good. It was. It was just what the doctor ordered, but it was just fine. Great time. Great time. Uh, you know what else was a great time? Our Bulls with Buds Sunday, right after No Agenda. Yes. That was so much fun. We had Eric Yates uh, on. That's Y-A-K-E-S, Yakes, by the way. Eric Yakes, uh, author of The Seventh Property, Bitcoin and the Monetary Revolution, which is... Uh, uh, easily hands down, no contest. My, the f- uh, favorite, my favorite Bitcoin book I've ever read, cover to cover. Because as uh, as I admitted on the show, it's the only one I yeah. ever read on the cover. <laughs> but it is a f- fantastic primer for I think anyone. So it was written kind of for uh, the it, he wrote it for people in his background, which he's a uh, out of the financial sector, um, just kind of finance normies. You know, business major type dudes. But uh, it really, I think, appeals to a way wider audience, which he has found uh, as the book circulates and he has been surprised by. I think it's a great intro for anybody. I think so, too. I think it's a great starting point. 
And I said that on the show that it would be awesome for homeschool curriculum. Yes. Because it just starts off with a simple, what is money? Let's start with what's money. Yeah. It's, it's so well-rounded because it hits so many uh, topics. It hits so many, um, what do I want to say, subjects. So many subjects. There's history in every single subject that's brought up. So there's history plus money. There's history plus banking. And more specifically, history plus uh, fractional reserve banking, history plus the central banking system in the United States specifically, and all four uh, iterations of it thus far. It's also history plus cryptocurrency in general, history yes. plus cryptography in general, history plus Bitcoin specifically, and then also a, a really good technical breakdown of what is going on with the Bitcoin protocol. What's a transaction? look like what does generating a wallet look like why does it work uh what math is involved all that stuff is broken down in digestible ways by the seventh property so definitely highly recommend it yeah it's a lot of fun it's a fun read too it is yeah he he makes it fun and lighthearted. every chapter in the first half starts with a mike tyson quote every chapter in the second half starts with a uh, Kanye West quote. I don't know why our bowling pins are being weird. I'm going to refresh this and see. It's like we're getting the second half of the strike every time. There we go. There's the full strike. This has just been refreshed. Sometimes you got to generate, uh, jiggle the handle to generate the right sound. And uh, just one last thing on this book. It's written for every learning type, I think. Because he'll like bold terms as he's going along and he'll explain them with pretty much just a straight definition. Then he'll use it in context. Then he gives like bullet points later. There's graphs, illustrations, all sorts of stuff. It's like the visual learners covered text-based learning covered people that need repetition. We got you. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Uh, yakes.io, his website, Y A K E S dot I O. And it'll be in the show notes. Unfortunately, on his website, the book is only available for purchase off of Amazon. So I would recommend you go to a Bitcoin meetup and try to catch him there. <laughs> yeah, get him in a Bitcoin meetup. Yeah, you buy, can buy it with it, sats. Buy it with sats, real sovereign-like. That's what I did. In fact, I made cute notes in the front of the book. Uh, yeah, when you bought it from him. Casey Bitcoiners meetup August 4th, 2022 at Bricks in Westport, uh, Bought for 130,000 sats from home, lightning node, over tour at block height 748003. And he signed it. To Spencer, keep on orange pilling, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Fantastic, bro. Well, thank you. He's a total bro. Thank you, Eric Yakes, for and, hanging out with us. Yeah, that was awesome. It was fun having him after No Agenda. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, it's, a, it's good for... I, it's interesting you mentioned it's for a lot of different learners, because I'm a very visual guy. And he has charts that are presented and then re-presented and broken down into little sections. So, like, he'll show you the overall overarching chart. And then he'll be like, all right, here's the first column. Better explained. Here's the second column. Better explained. Even the transactions. He illustrates mm -hmm. a transaction from Kanye to Mike Tyson. Yes. <laughs> Even finite it's field great. math applied to elliptic curves. Oh, I mean, yes. yep. it gets technical. It gets technical, but in a way that's understandable. That's right. So I love it. I, I, I think it's fantastic. Anyway. Yeah. Can't say enough good things about it, so. Yeah. I uh, nodded really hard throughout that whole 
bowls of butts. You could like. actually hear uh, Lorian <laughs> popping the gate a couple times, nodding. Uh, it's we, tough talking about Bitcoin. It I is. Think. It is challenging for sure. It's challenging, and that's kind of why we do cocaine shit stain. Yeah, off on chain, off chain cocaine shit stain is a segment. It's because we lean into it. It's like you know what we're trying to talk about this. It might make no sense at first, but just hang in there. Like we can't just stop talking about it. That's not the solution. No. Obviously, that's not the solution. The solution is to just keep doing it and get better at it every time. And uh, that's what we try to do. I think that's what everybody should try to do. And I think that's what everybody is doing, really. In our community. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of bowls with buds, we've got another one on deck. Uh, I know it feels like a wham-bam right around the corner, because it is. This Thursday evening, we'll be joined uh, by the one, the only Billy Bones Woo! of Walk Through the Mind. Yeah, Billy Bones. A walk through the, the mind. He'll be in the bowl. Uh, he's got his sit, uh, studio set up over there in Tennessee after the big move. So nice. He's going to join us. That will be at 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, 9 Billy Bones time. So uh, Billy Bones coming on over. It's fantastic. And Look. that's the 6th, October 6th, the Thursday? That's right. That's okay. right. And if you use CurioCaster, you can see the scheduled programs uh, coming down the, the pipe in the future. Yeah, what am I doing? So they uh, they actually list those. And for those that keep a close eye on that, you probably already know that we're doing uh, Balls with Buds, Billy Bones. And you can already boost it. That's right. Pre-boostable. Pre-boostable. I need to test that with him because it's a uh, fountain wall. I just made assumptions. I looked up his... Uh, Oh. Current connection on uh, a walk through the mind, and I just replicated whatever he's got going over there. So testing to, is in order. Still need to test it, but uh, I shall test it. Shall test it tomorrow. Fantastic. What else do we do? We, we grouted some tiles. That was just oh, yeah, incredibly normal. Uh, you. So is that done? No. Oh. No, we got more tiles to My lay, bad. more more tiles to grout, all of that. So me, we. And by we, I mean me. Uh, when I said you, I was going to say you got some blood sucked out of you today. Oh, gosh. Yeah, my favorite thing to do. You br big, brave baby. <laughs> I'm getting better at it slowly but surely. Conquering my trauma from the children's hospital. You're good at least at internalizing it. Because I know you're absolutely really? freaking out. But you don't show it a lot. Like in my eyes, I show it. You I know say it. say it? I give you a crazy shroomy <laughs> eyes. I know it. I, I just come know up it. I come up from work today, sign off the call, everything's done, everything's peaceful and chilling, and I'm just going to come up, uh, my, my pain medication's kind of kicking in, so I'm like, you know. You're in a good mood. <laughs> feeling all right. It's not much that can uh, uh, shake my stride at this point, right? Come up, Lorraine is like frazzled, throwing things around, irritated by every little sneeze. In my underwear. In your underpants, <laughs> and saying uh, something to the kids, just being like very, very short. And I was just like... <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> oh yeah, leave me alone. That was, the, that was the thing that I was like, when you said that, I was like, good God, are they taking your blood today or what? Like I just made this comment, which I did not think they were, did not know they were, but I was just trying to be a smart ass, like, wow, you're acting like they're going to draw your blood or something. And you were just like, yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that explains everything. Yes. Absolutely everything. Yep, that's my recurring theme. Irrational fear of needles. Mm. <laughs> Blood draws, specifically. Yes. Ugh, I don't like them taking it out of me. It just freaks me out. I just think about it too much. 
and it's never fun, but I did okay. I didn't pass out. We're making baby steps in the right direction. Baby steps, yep. Yeah. Keeping it cool, keeping it real. <laughs> I'm glad you say I didn't look, I, I, I internalized it because I didn't feel like I internalized I'm it. I'm serious. I like, a lot in my, I know I had the crazy eyes. People who know you well would be able to tell. Like me, I definitely know. Cheryl gets it now. Yeah. Because she's known you long enough. But I like people who just met you would have no clue. Cool. The agony <laughs> that you're undergoing mentally when you get your blood drawn. Oh, you're just kind of saying it and people are going to be like, oh, yeah, but she's doing all right, really. But yeah. yes, you got like the Molly eyes where your pupils are huge <laughs> and you're like freaking out. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> uh, definitely. Definitely. Well, you know who else has the Molly eyes for us? All the bowlers the out bowlers. there. Keep the show rolling. Keep bowling, bowling, bowling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's how they roll. Uh, this is a value for value podcast. What does that mean? Uh, most of you know by now, but for the newcomers out there, we like to explain it every time because uh, it is still kind of a fairly new concept, but uh, pioneered uh, in the style of the No Agenda show with Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak, what we mean by bull after bull, or what we mean <laughs> on bull after bull by value for value, I should say, is that we just put the show out there and we try to put value into it. We try to make the show worth something to people in entertainment value. Maybe maybe you learn something along the way. Maybe you make friends along the way. You can hop into chat. If you go to bullafterbowl.com and click on Listen Live, there is a Kiwi link if you are kind of new to IRC and you need a browser solution. Uh, I've updated that link, by the way, because uh, some people told me they were having some problems getting into the Kiwi, mm. uh, including my dad, of all people. My dad was like, I tried to get into your chat. And I was like, what? I know. Pop's going to pop up in the chat. Welcome. Yeah, if Pop pops up in the chat, man. Give him a good, strong welcome. Yeah, give him some plus plus in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can hang out, chat along with all the other bowlers. That's what we, uh, that's the deepest you can get in the bowl, let's say. Uh, but everybody's in the bowl right now who can hear me. We, right. we, we try to make this a, a place of somewhat, uh, some sort of value and all we say is like uh, if you're getting value out of the show consider what that is and return it in some way there's many ways to do it sending clips and isos just passing the bull to someone cool the simplest form of value you know, don't pass the bull to some asshole who's gonna like give you a hard time or get you in trouble over it just pass the bull to someone you know is cool that's another way to uh, give value in some of the simplest ways but uh, really it comes back to the first rule. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. We don't want to be a mooch. We're going to um, contribute, you know, pinch a nug off, put it in the bowl, like all of these bowlers did. And that's why we thank them up front uh, every time. There's, uh, of course, the PayPal, which at least still for the current, uh, the current right now is allowing us to receive your fiat fund coupons. And we had a couple of bowlers come in via there, uh, including, pulling it up right now and loading it. Ah, yes. Uh, Sir Chris Vox is back. Chris Vox. Woo! Good to hear from you, Chris Vox. Uh, he's got 11-11 for us, and he says, Sir Chris Vox checking in. Summer has been crazy, but I'm back to fall schedule, and I'm back. Happy belated anniversary. Aw. Smooch, smooch, smooch. He's got a triple glips uh, emojis in there. Nice. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you for the value for value. We also... Of hairball. I'll have his band linked in the show notes. That's right. 
a fantastic cover band that he tours with, Hairball. And uh, we also had Kevin S. Kevin. Of, uh, the Central California Coast coming in with his $5 a month stonation. Thank you. I also have this strange situation, and I'm sure it's just some kind of a, a glitch or who the hell knows, but uh, I don't see it on my list when I log in, but I do have an alert email. I want to make sure that it's read from Farmer Todd. Woo! Welcome back, Farmer Todd. Uh, for $9.99, thank you, sir. He says, cheers, bowlers. You can't ever get a strike if you never roll one. Take a chance and spark one up. Oh, beautiful. Nice. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you, Farmer Todd. Uh, here's a combo for you. Spark one up. Spark one up for you right there. Thank you, Farmer Todd. Appreciate you. Love you. There's also... Uh, a slightly more sovereign future forward way to send value, and that's via podcasting 2.0, talking streaming sats and boostograms. Uh, you better be streaming sats, as the great Abel Kirby says. And we like to thank all of those people who came in with sats since the last show. Uh, so I am trying to find here where we left off last Tuesday night, and I believe that's our delineator, uh, delineator Harv hat. Sunday, right? Uh, well, this thing is. Uh, oh, okay. After the last show, w- when we do a bowls with buds, they're sporadic, and I read the ones that come in live during the show. I don't go all the way back. Okay. During bowls with buds, and so I don't want to miss anybody. So we go back to Harv Hat coming out of Boost CLI, who says "puff puff pass" right as the show is fading out. Yeah, Harv Hat. Thank Appreciate you. that. Uh, boost CLI, by the way, a way that you can boost from your own node, totally sovereign directly uh, to those shows that you support. So cool. Just a little command line application. Super easy. Pip install Boost CLI. If you're running that raspy blitz, you get it up and running real quick. Uh, 12.221 sats. Thank you, sir. Booberry. Boobsy. Mr. Booberry, or if you want to get technical. Zosobi, Booberry, Freak of Hazard, Mothman, and the Miniocalypse, and the Horror of Yig. We want to get real technical. Real we technical do. right there. He says, oh, fuck. You're going to make me rockin' with Dokken. He was appreciating <laughs> uh, some of our post-show uh, tunage, which you can hang around if you are in the bowl. For the post-show where you never know what's going to happen. Booberry of Behind the Schemes. Behind the, the Schemes, threes. yes. Behind the SCH3M3S.com. You can catch those boys every Monday night, just like last night. Uh, speaking of Boys, you can catch 8008 coming in from Fountain from NA Millennial. Hey, Nam. Thank you. I'm coming in. So it's Dan Caring of the Millennial Media Offensive, which just wrapped up before our show. No DH Unplugged today. So a fellow Tuesday cunt. Kind of rolled uh, in. Yes, Tuesday cunts. Tuesday cunts unite. He says insomnia kills, and yet somehow he's still alive. Look at that. <laughs> Uh, seven 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 sats from C Brooklyn one twelve. Boost in from Curio Caster this time. He is uh, he says this beautiful boost, and uh, in reference to our last show title, I believe episode one ninety two, oh, yes. we titled this beautiful penis. We did. We always, by the way, some people are not privy to this. We stole this uh, method from Hog Story, which you can find. Also on Monday nights, hogstory.net, by naming the show title after some sort of a Google transcription error in the voicemail lines. And uh, this beautiful penis was just un- unforgettable. It's just 
popped right up for me. Lorian saw, saw it, it across the afar. room. I didn't even write it down because I didn't notice it. But uh, man, good luck sneaking a penis. But uh, you know, <laughs> you can't. Good luck sneaking a penis by Lorian. It's not going to happen. Uh, twenty-two, twenty-two from Mere Mortals podcast. Uh, out of Fountain again. That's our buddy Kyron Down of Mere Mortals who right. says, such good intro music. You guys make amazing mixes. <laughs> What's your secret? How do you create oh. the special sauce, he asks. How do you create the special sauce, I Lauren? find them. We find the uh, royalty-free music. and It's all, yeah. Uh, attribute the maker in the show notes. So. Yeah, so if you love something, you can go to the show notes and find their other work. That's right. You can check them out. Uh, 4,200 sats. Out of fountain from Johnny Potseed. He's back. Uh, oh, Poutseed. Johnny Poutseed. I always say Poutseed because of the spelling. It's P-A-U-T-C-E-E-D. Okay. I say it like that just to be a bitch. Oh, now you... I'm sorry. Uh, oh, now you tile. Is there anything you don't do? Yes. Uh, worry. Yes. <laughs> do everything but worry, man. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's never worries. 420 cents. That's a test from me. We can skip that. 10101 from C-Dubs. Ooh, we're about to get a lesson, actually. Uh, out of Boost CLI, the author of Boost CLI, C-Dubs himself, he says, Privacy has a cost. It is often a trade-off with convenience. In this case, it means you will lose transactions and channels. There are uh, there are real risks in spo- exposing your node's IP. A novice attacker can determine your relative location, and a sophisticated attacker can determine your exact location. Uh, then again, 10101 sats from C-Dubs to continue. Our lesson here, proxying your traffic through a VPN or VPS does not hide your IP address from the woke tech bros that run the thing. Mm. The risk is higher if you open an account using any PII. Uh, Molvad slash IVPN accounts can be open slash paid for in a privacy-preserving way, but there is still trust. User beware. There you go. And uh, I'm not sure anybody knows more about privacy that I have met than C-Dubs, so you can take it from C-Dubs. A uh, few more uh, boosts for me. I've been playing with the node and uh, playing with BoostBot and all that stuff, so everything seems to be in order. 10101 sats from Harv Hat starts the live boosts from our Bulls with Buds, so we did thank them, and you can check that out at bullswithbuds.com. That shows all of our uh, Bulls with Buds interviews. I think that 1420 sats from Harv Hat was the delineator again, because he always boosts that on the outro, so we didn't read that out. Uh, so thank you, Harv Hat. Then we have 5,000 sats that came in uh, earlier today from Tom Starkweather. Thank you, Ooh, sir. Thank this you. is coming out of Curiocaster. He's actually boosting episode 186, Micah Rock and Roll. Oh, the Bulls that was and a Buds. Fun one. That's the Bulls with Buds we do with Micah. Yeah. What a dude. Great dude. And uh, he said, tried to boost live and my wallet was empty. Had to restart my node in Virginia. Micah is one of the few people I met this year in New York City that makes me sad to be far away now. Aww. Met him at a Bitcoin meetup he hosted and had a great time, but not as wild as the block party he hosted with his wife. Best NYC party I had been to in years. Very cool guy. Well, hell yeah. That's awesome. I would love to go uh, to a Micah and his wife NYC block party. That sounds pretty solid. Yeah, it does. Pretty solid, my man. Cool. Well, thank you, Tom Starkwell. I appreciate that. Yeah. Melodious Owls. Melodious Owls. Link to the show notes. Yeah, we'll have a link. We'll have a link. 5,000 sats. Speak of the devil from Micah. Hey. He's boosting that bowls with buds uh, we did with Eric on Sunday. 5,000 sats out of Castomatic. And he says, finally getting a chance to listen with the praying hands emoji. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate that. 
And uh, 2,000 sats coming in from Floydian slips out of Fountain. Have you been getting my boosts at all? Seem to be having an issue getting them through. Well, fuck. Uh, got that one. Yeah. But I think I've checked a few others because you've sent me screen caps, and you're right. Some of them are not coming through. Hmm. Uh, hopefully that is over. Hopefully that's all done, and they will be coming through from now on. I, it, it does seem like they've picked up over the last week, the Fountain Boosts. They seem to not be lagging out or being as uh, unreliable as they were a few weeks back. So fingers crossed. Hopefully everything is uh, pretty cool. 3333 coming in from Servo out of Boost Clit. Boost nice. that clit, baby. Uh, mid-maintenance, excuse me, mid-maintenance boost in. Sent at Tuesday, 04, October 2022. He's time-stamped it. Beautiful. And uh, yeah, it's working. He is taking a hammer and chisel to that node, trying to get it back up and running. So uh, he's having hard drive issues. Mm. Do we have a node karma? Um, You know what? We should really get a node karma. <laughs> Everyone needs node karma. Here's your cue to boost. You know you want to. There we go. That's as close as I can get to node karma. I think that uh, anything Jen, Jen says is pretty karmic. Pretty karmic. 4269 from Harvhat. He always slaps us with that when we go live. And uh, today was no exception. Out of Boo CLI. Thank you, sir. Uh, 1111 sats from Weirdo. Welcome back, Weirdo. Out of yeah, Fountain. Uh, he says, it's about a bitch. I left <laughs> my bag of gummies in my truck while I went to work. Uh. It went from gummies to one big mega gummy. Oh, God. <laughs> I wish I could say I've never been there, but uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. i just been taking bites off it because, you know, proper dosage is important. Yeah, you can't just pop the whole thing in your yeah. mouth just because it melted together. Surprisingly, a lot of people don't uh, don't know that or it just ignore it or just yeah. say, oh, well. Uh, but yeah, that's the way to go. I agree. Yeah. yeah just take bites off of it. Too much edibles. They get right on top of you, not to mention it's a total waste of money. You True. pay. You basically pay extra to feel like overwhelmed. It's too much. So yeah, uh, uh, gummy karma to you, sir. Thirteen five seven nine. That's the odds Ooh. all the way up. One three five seven nine sats from Chimp out of Podverse. Good to have you, Chimp. And uh, he says, got my wisdom teeth pulled when I was twelve or thirteen. Oh. Wish the dentist offered me a gummy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. No doubt, no doubt. And then uh, out of Fountain, big sack of threes here. Uh, 33-3-33 from Lavish. Woo! Says, is this thing on? Oh, it's on, baby. It is on. It is most definitely on. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on. And uh, that is the helipad caught up. So thank you so much, bowlers, everybody who's been boosting. And everybody's been streaming sats, which uh, I probably should figure out if I can find out who's streaming sats and say thank you to them. Because I know that people are out there streaming sats. Um, I am far more retarded than you think I am when it comes to this stuff. Well, if you're streaming sats, you can always uh, send an email to show at bowl after bowl and say, hey, man, I've been streaming sats. Say That's my right. name, say my name. We'll put you in the show notes. Simple as. And of course, there's other ways to give value. One of the simplest is leaving us a voicemail. Every week, we have a first time I ever topic. And this week, the topic is the first time I ever realized my parents were full of shit. All you have to do, if you want to share your parents being full of shit story, 
is pick up the phone and call 816-607-3663 and the play of That's right. You can also text the bowl number if you are voice shy or if you're not shy at all and want to show us what your titties look like, you can always text a picture mail. 816-607-3663. Uh, it receives everything that a modern phone number would be able to receive. And we are not going to hunt you down and ban you. No. Not going to hunt you down and ban you. Even that idiot who called the about tax relief the other week, you know. We You're just d- rolled our eyes and move on, you know. We, yeah. we, we, we don't get mad. We don't let it ruin our day. No. You can't. You can't do it. can't do it. Oh, there's a little... Ugh. I don't know why this is. we're getting these half-hearted strikes over here from uh, Helipad. But uh, Micah just came in again with another 5,000 saying, Good shit. Excited to read the book. That's right. Talking about Eric Yakes, the seventh property. Selling some uh, Yakes books over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Cool. Ban him. <laughs> ban the tax guy? Eh, not really big on bans. Banning is pretty lame. You know what's not lame, though, is the uh, the segment I mentioned earlier we like to call... I really hope it makes you want to build a node. Maybe it makes some people not want to build a node. I heard Chiron... Saying he's glad he didn't build a node. Ugh, what an awful thing to say. I felt so bad I wanted to cry. (laughs) It hurt me in my soul. He's like, yeah, it sounds like people have uh, had them go down and stuff. You know, meanwhile, all these services are going down. Ellen Pay is going down. Fountain is not able to send boosts for four hours or sometimes not at all. Um, You know, CurioCaster had some latency issues as well. Uh, All these services, I mean, this is such a new network. So new. And uh, there's issues everywhere, whether you use the big boys or you, you're doing it yourself. But uh, I get it. You know, not everybody just wants to fuck with it themselves. They uh, think that they're going to become frustrated and not know what to do. Which, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say that's not the case. Can't say that's not the case, you know? When I do node maintenance, uh, it can be a frustrating experience. But that isn't the point. We are uh, always better off learning. And getting our hands dirty, in my opinion, my own personal opinion, I'd rather take personal responsibility and learn what the hell's going on and have more sovereignty. This is my stuff. So when it goes down, I can fix it. When it goes down, I know why and where and how to get it back on. And, you know, almost two years ago when we started this journey, that was not the case. Uh, I'm still learning things all the time. But if I had not got in the game and put some skin in, I would still be absolutely 100% clueless. And that's where I started, and that's where everybody starts, and that's cool. But, you know, you can remain clueless, or you can hop in the car and see what's out there. Drive around and uh, learn a thing or two, and that's what I advocate everybody does. If you're a podcaster, or if you run a small business, or if you're a person who has... A checking and savings account. Uh, all of those people would benefit from running their own node, getting noted up, and uh, taking some sovereignty back when it comes to your money and your financial transactions. 
Uh, of course, I run a Raspy Blitz node on a Raspberry Pi. I run an Umbral. Maureen runs an Umbral on a, on a different... A uh, different Raspberry Pi. Its own separate Raspberry Pi. Uh, there's a lot of ways to do it nowadays, though. A lot of people are pushing this B-Link computer, which looks fantastic, by the way. Uh, I really wish that uh, I could just throw money in every direction and I could get one of those and try it out. I keep threatening, and this is my next project for uh, nodes, to launch this Lenovo Think Center up as a new node. Uh, I kind of want something that can Uncle Jim people... Uh, that way, if people are feeling the same way where they don't really want to fuck with it, which I which I understand, you know, not everybody's going to want to run the node, uh, no matter how many uh, cocaines I chop up in front of them, uh, they're going to still say, yeah, it seems a little above my pay grade, um, which I, by the way, nothing could be further from the truth for, for, for 300 bucks, you can be your own bank and payment processing center. Your what? Your own uncancelable bank and payment processing center. That's a pretty short receipt, in my opinion. If you can get that done for three figures, like, where, how else can you do that? How else can you do that? You can't. That's right. That is also my opinion. You can't. Uh, you want the bad news or the good news first? Uh, let's start with the bad news. Let's start with the bad news. That's a good uh, call because it's on top cool. of my list here. The bad news... The node did freeze up. The node did freeze up and uh, fell offline a couple of times. I had to reflash the whole thing from an SD. Why? I'm not really 100% sure, but that was the ultimate advice given to me by OpenNOMS, who is one of the lead developers of Raspy Blitz. He was like, you know, I know you've been trying to get that hybrid mode going. You've been in there fucking with your L&D comp. You've been doing this and that, you know, which is cool. That's like what it's for. Uh, Raspy Blitz is very much the the OS to do that kind of tweaking with, but also the brilliance of the system is that all you need to do is uh, flash a, a fresh SD card and plug that in and all of your data is stored separately on an external SSD, uh, an external hard drive. And so when you flash a brand new OS, it doesn't have any of your weird settings that you've messed up while you're jiggling all these handles it starts with a fresh clean os and it turns on and it looks at your hard drive and it says oh there's some shit on here you want me to uh, put it back together for you and you say yes please and then it just restores everything that you had on there uh, and then we'll resync the blockchain from wherever you left off and catch you all up it looks at your channels that you had keeps those open it's a really nice way to uh, kind of write it so that um, everything's clean when you mess something up. You can just clean it right back to where it's supposed to be. Uh, so long as the errors are in the com uh, the configs. Now, of course, a database corruption is a little bit different of a story. But um, in my case, it worked great. We are back online. Uh, we also are not getting any of our tour issues because we finally got hybrid mode going. Woo! Yes. Dance and move your legs around. It Dancing, happened. moving all three legs around. Uh, it did happen. Thank God. Thank you, God. Thanks, God. Um, the way that we got it to happen, by the way, I was dicking around, trying to make it happen myself, trying to uh, get WireGuard going, and you know everything was cool. The only thing I couldn't get was to make L and D see what I had done and use it. Uh, that was the only 
step missing, which I was just so close, but so frustrated. And I think I ended up borking something. And so I said, you know what? Whatever. I'm going to use uh, tunnel sats. And I had seen in a lot of documentation and how-tos guys saying, you know, that they gave up and used tunnel sats. So I became one of those guys. Uh, boo on me, I suppose, uh, in one aspect. But I will say with tunnel sats, uh, you can go to tunnelsats.com. They have a great guide. They have a script that they have written to set everything up. And you pay for their service. They uh, turn on the VPN and you tunnel through it. You basically just choose the region that you want, and then you choose the duration of your subscription, one month, three month, six month, or 12 months. Obviously, the longer you go, the steeper the discount per month. And uh, you pay in sats, which is pretty cool. I liked that aspect of it. I just started with three months, but I'm certainly going to extend that once it gets uh, close to crunch time. Uh, so for three months, 42,135 sats. That's what I paid to uh, get this service going for a while. And I did the conversion, and it would have been cheaper. Uh, it's cheaper to go this route than it was with the uh, cloud server that I was running. It's just a little bit cheaper uh, nice. to go this route. Now, you can have the argument, is it cheaper to spend sats? Like, uh, that's kind of a scarce mentality argument. If you replace the sats that you spent, then it's current price, and you don't have to worry about, you know, in 50 years, oh my god, I spent... Back in 2022, I spent 42,000 sats. Okay, dude. Like, if you can spend fiat, then you can spend sats. It's the same shit. It's value. It's current value, right? What are you going to spend? I prefer to spend sats, actually, where, when and where I can. Because I can turn all my shitty fiat into sats. I know how to do it. So there's that. That was fantastic. Basically, the, uh, the protocol is this. Like I said, you click on your region that you want. For your VPS, you generate an invoice, you pay that lightning invoice, and then it gives you a comp file based upon uh, all of the things that you just subscribed and spun up, that new VPN service. Uh, after that, you, um, you download that comp file, and then you just kind of throw it on your uh, node. I just did a, an SSH file transfer to throw it on there. Uh, I just put it in the admins home folder. And then you also download a setup script. Script I grabbed it from wget. It just throws a uh, shell script in there. You want to put them both in the same place. SCP is the command, by the way. Uh, so that makes it pretty easy. And then you all you got to do is make sure that both files are in the same directory. And then you call sudo bash setup v2.sh. You just run the shell script. And then everything goes wham. And then all you got to do is change three little settings, or actually two settings, because the other two on the, uh, at least on the Raspi Blitz, the other two are already there. So for your Tor settings in LND Conf, you have to have Tor.StreamIsolation set to false, and you have to have Tor.Skip Proxy for ClearNet targets set to true. And what that does is if there's a ClearNet peer, you can uh, skip Toring and go through your VPS tunnel to communicate with that channel, with that particular node. And then for Tor-to-Tor -tor nodes, you can still use Tor. And so that's what hybrid mode's all about. It's using Tor to talk to Tor nodes, and using ClearNet through a VPS to talk to ClearNet nodes. And that's where we're going now, and I've experienced a pretty great uptime ever since. I'm not getting this weird behavior where 
oh, all of a sudden I'm losing five to six peers an hour and it just keeps going down until I have five peers left, like just my clear net peers. So it's been working great for us. Uh, I will repeat C-Dub's privacy concerns because uh, he has them. And so, you know, there is, there's not a, uh, there's not a zero trade-off uh, when it comes to privacy, uh, even if you're going through a VPS. I would argue that you're not bulletproof through Tor either, but, you know, it's better. It's a better solution. But for our purposes here at the Bull, uh, it's been a fantastic solution. And the node is running much better and has more uptime now. So it's fantastic. I did some other stuff with the node. I've been playing with the node for a while. Uh, or uh, Obviously, I've been playing, it for, playing with it for a while. But this past, these past few days have been all about node upgrades and tweaking and jiggling handles. Uh, finally wrote boost after boost, a correct systemd service. Woo. Thank God. So now if I reboot the node for whatever reason that might come up... It will turn boost after boost back on in our IRC chat. He will come back in here. He will continue to read nice. the boosts as they come in. and um, Automatically? Automatically. Okay. Nothing yeah. I have to do anymore. It, it just does it for me. I don't, have to, I don't have to remember what the flags all are. I don't have to go and open a screen and then disconnect, you know, detach the screen. That's what I was doing every time. Uh, <laughs> it which was is, a process. It's a little janky. A little janky. I was getting good at it to where I could get it back up in like, you know, 15 seconds. But... But now you save 15 seconds. Now it's, yeah, now it's just automagic. It comes right back in if I uh, reboot. So, thank goodness. We did try to write a systemd service like months back, but I don't know. The settings were all funked up, so I abandoned that and kept doing the screen detach thing. But yeah, now we got a systemd service. Look at us. Big brainy boys doing basic Linux stuff. Uh, BTC Pay Server. Ah, uh, yes. Got to get that already for the Bitcoin Blocktoberfest. That's right. We're also doing some stuff to try and put together a uh, onboarding kind of uh, lecture about it, uh, about how to set up a BTC Pay Server, all your different options and what you want to do, and how you can basically set up a brick-and-mortar store or an online store or a donation campaign. Um... I feel like there's a couple of things I'm forgetting, but basically any any uh, way to take money, if you currently accept money for anything, you can do it with Bitcoin over a BTC pay server, works with uh, on-chain payments and lightning payments if you want it to, or if you only want it to do one of those things, you can set it up that way, or you can totally customize it however you want. And another very exciting thing B BTC pay server has recently added is a new plugin called Pod Server. We've mentioned this a couple of times on the show because Gigi tweeted about it a, f a few weeks back, and I was like looking forward to like, oh, I, I, I can't wait for this to come out. And it turns out it it's been out. Like when he tweeted it, I think that they released, released it. it. Yeah, wow. that was like the the rollout. The thing is, there's no how to or walkthrough or docs out there anywhere. You've got to go to BT. You have to go to your BTC Pay server. You got to get in there, and you got to go to manage plugins, and then it's in the list now. So cool. you can find Pod Server, you can add it, and then you can directly hook up the hosting of your podcast to your node. And it's very cool. Wow. There's already a medium built in, so you have a drop down menu. You can pick audio book. You can pick uh, video. You can pick 
music, you can pick podcast, all of the different medium types are ready to rock. So I really want to figure out, well, first I'm going to figure out how to get it done. So I did hit a couple of walls because I was just playing with this last night for the first time and uh, I saw that it was available. And of course, the very first thing I saw was that my BTC Pay server version wasn't quite new enough to figure that out. It was, uh, it had a dependency of version 1.6.11. And I can't remember, I don't, I'm not exactly sure what uh, version mine was on, but not quite that. So I had to update my BTC Pay server. I also had some kind of weird thing in the data, so I just nuked and reinstalled the whole thing. And then I kind of hit this wall where I'm trying to make a decision. There's two options when it comes to serving files and uploading files directly to your BTC Pay server. You can, number one, self-host the files on your own hardware, which uh, in normal cases I would prefer. In normal circumstances I would prefer. However, uh, my concern is that if we host the show from our own local device and our own local hardware, A, we are serving the show every time somebody downloads and listens to it Mm. off of the Raspberry Pi, which is limited in its computing power already, and it's routing a lot of payments every day. And so I just kind of want to focus its computing power for that. And B, we also have limited space on this hard drive that it's connected to. It's like a terabyte drive. Right now we're at like 560 gigs on it. And so I haven't really calculated all of what the show takes, but we'd have to host the images and the uh, MP3s on there at minimum, Mm. plus a few other files. So uh, the other option they have, which I don't have experience with, is Azure Blob Storage, uh, which I'm sure will excite everybody who hates Microsoft to no end. Um, But that's the other option. That's the other option. And so I did spin up a blob storage service and i'm just kind of trying to hook that up correctly and get the um i i got my connection string right and the blob service uh the storage object name right problem is i'm hitting 413 errors which is the request entity too large and the files i'm sending are not large the files i'm sending are like like a simple even uploading the simple uh jpeg show art channel art has given me these errors. So I'm going to uh, have to figure out if maybe I'm not quite authorized correctly or if my uh, settings are too small for what the server will um, accept in any given upload. Uh, I've got to jiggle some handles there. It got too late, basically. Basically got too late, so. It was exciting, though, and unexpected when we were just yeah, trying to... Yeah, when, when I, uh, you know, we were just trying to get your store back up and running. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> In time for Blocktoberfest. By the way, Blocktoberfest coming up uh, at the end of the month. Yeah, it's about Sunday, two and a half weeks. October twenty third. October twenty right? third is correct. Yes. So three Sundays from today, we'll be out there uh, selling our wares for Sats. Lorian has a gym shop, and uh, I will also be preaching the good word of podcasting two And hopefully, I'll have a lot of things to say about music on uh, this pod server if we can get that up and going in time. So. We're going to check that out. We'll get it going. Um, I'm I'm asking the few people I think might have experience at this, but it's just all of this stuff is new, but this is extra new. This is like there's no docs, there's no nothing. It just launched last month. Um, about as new as you can get. So I will, once I get it figured out, I will 
put something together, some kind of instructional, some kind of tutorial. Um, basically, my initial feel on it is we have a, a castapod type situation, but with the Bitcoin full node and lightning node under the hood built into the whole thing. So I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be awesome. And I love, love that the medium stuff is already built in too. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So more on that as we go. But uh, that is the final gram of my my cocaine toot there. All right. Do we have any more boosts come in? We did have some boosts come in. I'm so glad you asked. We had, uh, after Micah said good shit, we had a thousand sats come in at CurioCaster from Anonymous. Thank you, Anonymous. Thanks, Anon. And 5,000 sats from Floydian Slips out of CurioCaster. Uh, he said, any chance I could pick your brain on going live with a ZeroCast? I'm just continually punching myself in the nuts over this. Uh, yes. And uh, he actually reached out to me. I told him I'd uh, talk about my settings. Um, but actually, I will find and send you, Floydian Slips, the tutorial that I used to walk through it. I did a one-click Luna Node ins- or uh, Luna node, Linode. I did a one-click Linode install to get it launched, and then I did run into some kind of tricky issues. I had to try a bunch of different configurations to finally actually connect to the stream via butt, uh, which is what we use kind of as an interface for the server. So on my machine here that I'm talking to you on, we run butt as a client to connect to the uh, Linode server running the AzuraCast and running the uh, IceCast server. And I think a couple of things that I had to do, first of all, I had to spin up a DJ credential. I had to like add myself as a DJ and get credentials so that you know you can allow a DJ to take over the stream. And then I entered those into butt. And then I also had to make sure that my sample rate, bit rate, and mono slash stereo all matched. So um, I think it's one of those things that expects stereo output, uh, at least by default. So I had to make sure, you know, I'm at 128 kilobytes per second with bit rate. I'm at uh, 44.1 thousand hertz, all of that thing. So um, I'll get with you uh, sometime, probably tomorrow. Will you remind me, babe? Do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll write it down. You gotta remind me, but I'll I'll uh I'll reach out to you because yeah, we can get you going. And I I remember there was a part where I also kind of hit a wall and had to climb over it. But uh, yeah, we'll get you going, man. We'll get you going. I appreciate the boost. Yeah, thank you, Floydian slips. Okay, I have a loose note written to remind you. So okay, and I have to remind me to put the note might, in somewhere might better. Have to tighten your note. <laughs> Yes. All right, we can work on that yes. uh, during the post show. Okay. Get your note nice and tight. Sir Oma sent me a great story this week. Ooh. Of a magic number sighting. This was a press release that came out from NASA, and it just reads, foreign object debris seen during Mars helicopter's 33rd flight. I mean, you know, it's the 33rd flight. What could go wrong, right? What <laughs> could go wrong? Well, Fod. My bell came out a little sharp there. Let me try it again. There, there it is. Fod is what went wrong. Foreign fod. object debris. Oh, I hate it when that happens. Oh, don't you just hate fod? Some, some foreign object comes along as yeah. debris. Yeah, it was uh, just like hanging onto the leg of this helicopter, one of the landing legs, for half of the video. Then it fell off. 
Mm. So uh, that's probably not good news. <laughs> but uh, there's no indication of damage to the Mars helicopter. And now folks are just trying to figure out what that debris was, where it came from. Where did it come from? Where did it come from? They don't know. They came from the hills. They came from the mountains. They came out of the rivers. They came all over the place. Yeah, all over the place. That's where they came. Well, I also saw this week that 33% of Americans anticipate going into debt after splurging on their favorite sports teams. I thought, wow, that is an interesting way to go into debt. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not something I would do. Go into debt over it, you know? You can spend a little money here and there. But, woof. You know, they started talking about, well, Super Bowl tickets, the average price is like 9500 bucks. Uh, the average fan, according to this article from CNBC, drops $664 on their sports ball teams. Oh, boy. Gen X has the highest average. Uh, but millennials... Yeah, that sounds right are the most likely to drop money hmm. that they probably shouldn't. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. I gotta probably be the least likely motherfucker ever. Right. 33% of the respondents in this mm-hmm. will gamble over $1,000 Oh my sports. god. Man, they push the sports gambling so hard, too. Like, half of the commercials now are, like, for... Sports book, new sports time, sports book, bet on the sports. Yeah. There's all sorts of things. <laughs> Apps and stuff. Now legal in the state right next to you. Sports book. Yeah, the state right next to you, exactly. It's like, didn't you have to go to some uh, sketchy Italian guy who was going to break your kneecaps to do this before? But now it's like, oh, it's all legal. It's all cool. Yeah. When I saw Gen X was <laughs> paying the most, I was just like, okay, boomers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, where you at? Yeah. Boomer adjacent. Boomers, man, they must be dying off. Not spending that football Gen money. Gen X, man, you better save your money for your boomer mobile. <laughs> Recalcitrant boomer. Yeah. And my final top 333 story tonight comes from Florida, where at least 33 deaths were reported after Hurricane Ian. Mm. At least 33. Yeah, you know, they just capped it at 33 for the headline. There's search and rescue efforts going on, so maybe the number will go down. That would be cool. That would be better, but, you know, weather events, disasters, not everyone's going to make it. Mm-mm. Also, Ian is like the most annoying name for the hurricane, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I heard it, I like... Oh, no. You know, we just have... We have a close friend, Ian, and so then when we hear in this name, I'm like, what is everyone talking... Oh, it's a hurricane. Too normal of a name. Mm-hmm. You know? Whatever. Oh, the cough attacks are back. Oh, my God. There were 33 deaths in New Zealand and Alberta, Canada, to the north of us. Oh, shit. 33 new cases reported in Coimbatore, India. India, been rocking it the whole time. Mm-hmm. And finally, there is an uh, like a blog that I saw that came out of India entitled... Why I had a heart attack at 33, despite regular exercise and healthy eating habits. Mm. I had to read it. What was the conclusion there? That this man was mistaking ongoing angina pain. Oh, right in the angina. Right in the angina. For years, he was mistaking it for GERD and acid reflux. 
you know, like gastrointestinal issues. And then the conclusion, <laughs> you're you're making a face, but I want to say something before you. Yeah, this get is horrified. my look of concern, bro. <laughs> You changed your diet and have not had the acid reflux Yeah, you're issues. right about that. So I don't think you have angina pain. I don't even know where my angina is. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> I need to get this, like, uh, self-diagnosed right away, man. You don't even know. It's, uh, well, the angina pain is, like, chest pain. Mm. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, but anyways, the conclusion of the article... <laughs> This guy just says, you know, we don't know our bodies at all, so we no. need to, like, go see doctors and trust them. And I'm Is like, you know what? Conclusion? Honestly, I feel like I know my body pretty damn well. Mm. And with the recurring acid reflux issues or potential angina pain, you try things to relieve it. Yes. You know, and you just have to keep an eye on things like that. You can't let it go for years and years. Mm-hmm talking to you spence i do <laughs> but I, I, you've got me speechless this is a rare occasion i know could you take a look at my angina i will definitely look at your right, angina right after the show yep post show okay angina observation i've got scheduled. a flashlight right here i'm writing down a loose note you can tighten it for me later you can uh i'll tighten your note and you can look in my uh angina i will okay <laughs> let's go behind the curtain we've got to look out about this we've got to look out for each other babe that's all we do we're constantly looking out for each other. Yeah. Oh, thank God we're back here. Jesus. Yeah. This has been stressful. Yeah, well, it might not get much better. Oh, God. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we're talking about weed now, right? It's all great. Oh, that's right. That's right, man. That's right. Gritney was in the news. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, she's got her appeal hearing scheduled for October 25th. Mark it in your calendars. Oh, it's marked. Yeah, I got it marked. Mark it zero, because... That's not going to go anywhere, <laughs> right. I don't think, you know. Yeah. Uh, but she'll get, you know, headlines again. She'd have better luck a billion onions. Yeah, still no news on potential trades or anything. Just left it at Victor Boot and no response from Russia, which I don't know. She'd trade our Raichu for their uh, Blue Eyes White Dragon. I would trade plenty of things for a Blue Eyes White Dragon. Oh. I've got two. Give me one more <laughs> and then I can have the, uh, the big one. The big beast. It's been so long. <laughs> wow. Haven't played Yu-Gi-Oh! in a hot minute. Mm. Anyways, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got, though, for the good old shoe. Yeah, short and sweet. Yeah. Uh, no new potential swaps coming out, which is the funnest part of looking at Russian media. When they're like, hey, you know, this guy would be kind of nice to have back, and this guy would be kind of nice. And I'm like, wow, I never heard of these people. But now I have. And no, if you, you want to hear about them, you can look at previous bowls. Or just search uh, Griner on BullAfterBull.com. So I didn't know this, but the 122nd National Convention of the Veterans of Foreign Wars of the U.S. took place in Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Yeah, July 31st to August 3rd. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. It makes nothing but sense. Uh, now, they popped into my news radar because they just penned a note or report to Congress saying that they fully back federally funded research into medical weed. And they made it explicitly clear in this report that veterans who use state-approved medical pot should not forfeit their Second Amendment rights. Duh. I just appreciate them coming out and saying it. That you know? is nice. Like, it's, it's good to hear, because they have a powerful voice in the matter. Yeah. 
it's a large group. And right now, of course, that's an issue that's been taken up by the Florida Agriculture Commissioner, Nikki Fried, who's duking it out in the courts with the Department of Justice over <laughs> whether or not state medical patients have the right to bear arms, which, why wouldn't they? And, you know, so far the DOJ's arguments as well, they're, they're like domestic violent <laughs> criminals, which isn't a good argument. You know, and they say, well, they're impaired. Okay, what does that have to do with domestic violence? Absolutely nothing. But they wrote it in their little court paperwork anyway. Ten multi-state cannabis companies owe half a billion dollars in federal taxes, according to the Green Market Report that came out this week. Two of them hold the bulk, with a combined $286 million owed. Those two companies are Curaleaf, who of course ran into some big issues when they mislabeled CBD with THC tinctures Oof. and got people in a lot of problems. And one person died, not directly from the THC obviously, ingestion, obviously, right. but complications related to being dosed with something you don't know what it is. Yeah. No, the death can be a side effect of freaking the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but the other names on here, you've heard them all before. Acreage Holdings, Ascend Wellness, Air Wellness, Cresco Labs, Columbia mm -hmm. Care, Green Thumb Industries, Terrasend, and True Leave. So uh, if they The were, weed borgs. Yeah, the weed borgs. The biggins, the big fish. If they were all forced to pay their federal tax bills right now, like the IRS just came in and was like, give us your money now, which they won't. But if they did... Only Green Thumb Industries would have more than 10 months worth of cash to continue operating on. Damn. Yeah. Um, so, of course, you know, they can delay tax payments as a financial strategy to, you know, use their cash to do other things with, sure. I guess. Make new products. Play dice. Campaigns. Play dice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, the, they talked to someone from the IRS in the article and they're like, yeah, well, we're going to be asking for a payment plan pretty soon because they just keep kicking the can down the road. Right, right. Of course, uh, under Section 280E, the federal tax code provision, it prohibits standard business deductions from all of the state legal weed businesses. So they're dealing with that, too. Mm. So weird. But, I mean, you know, federally illegal still. So the games we play. It doesn't, it doesn't help, does it? No, sure doesn't. A new group crossed my path this week. CMC, oh. Cannabis Media Council. Their little tagline, deprogramming the war on plants, piqued my interest. I, I clicked like onto their website, and they say, and this is where I lost interest, we want to be the got milk of weed. <laughs> and then their attempt at being the got milk of weed is this line. From no to no, K-N-O-W. Oh, From wow. From N-O to K-N-O-W, or just say no, K-N-O-W. I like the second one better. Just say no. <sighs> no. K-N-O-W. Yeah, j just say no. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, who are these people? I'd rather right? be the got weed of milk. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So they uh, have defined themselves as the first trade council dedicated to using the power of mainstream media to drive education and acceptance of the plant. Okay. Yeah, we'll see how they go. Uh, there's some, you know, big names in there yeah, it's on about, the founders list. It's about time our guys started doing propaganda, man. Yeah. E, the ones that I recognize, like right off the bat, E's, Oaksterdam University, yeah. and Women Grow. Okay. Yeah. Um, the leadership, all women. Oh, yeah. Well, so, you know. So it's so a it's, good look. Uh, so it's thumbs up. <laughs> you seem skeptical. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I did see that we could potentially sign on as a publisher. They're like, you know, you can become a member, you can become a publisher. I was like, wow, what does that mean? How am I a publisher under you? I mean, because I'd say that we can deprogram some uh, war on drugs propaganda, but I've got a better one than anything they've come up with, like for the got milk of weed. And that's just simply, it helps. I've said that for a long time. I think it helps is the perfect uh, yeah, campaign slogan for weed. But what do I know? For now, I'll just say no. I was like, mm, I started looking into these folks. Um, but they I learned something from their website, though. LinkedIn is the only mainstream social media platform that's weed-friendly. You know, allows weed ads and free to, you know, pitch your weed jobs and whatnot. So that was interesting, but here, here's where the, the sketchiness started rolling in, as expected. Um, their collaboration with Hearst Newspaper and all of their, you know, extensive audience networks. So um, they're also working with the marketing agency 46 Mile, which is a part of the San Francisco Chronicle. Mm. And... Uh, I guess they're planning to launch their first campaign this fall, which it is fall. Yes. So we shall see. You know, just keep your eyes peeled. I brought the name to your ears. We'll see what they do. Get up on it, baby. Yeah. That's what they ought to do. Yeah, they ought to um, get a value for value consultant. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck the mainstream. Like, what's the point? What is the point? What is the point? (sighs) There's none. (laughs) <laughs> the U.S. Air Force and Space Force are instituting a pilot program to give recruits a second chance if they test positive for THC on their initial drug screen. Mm. So basically, you want to go into the Air Force, you pee in the cup, pop positive for THC. Well, you know, if you did well enough on your tests and you don't have any prior convictions and, and some other standards that they don't list out directly... You can test again in 90 days. Oh, thank you. All right. So this will be going on as a trial until September 2024. It's a step in the right direction after all. Yeah, after all. I mean, they have some recruitment issues. So That's what I was just going to say. Everything they can. <laughs> You're going to let them pee twice. Well, then. you know, yeah, we can bend the rules. We can We can. Wait a little while, you can test again. What the fuck? Just stop testing. Just stop weeding people out for weed. Yeah. There's no, like, uh, advantage to that. For real. I don't get it. I don't either. But here here we are. You know, Schedule 1. It's the Schedule 1 classification. Weed has no medical benefit under that. Right, right, And, you know, federally illegal, so... It's a dangerous drug. I always forget. Yeah. Probably because I'm so stoned all the time. Yeah, maybe. Probably. You blame it on the weed. 
I that I, always works. I tend to blame it on the weed when it goes wrong. Lots of weed. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. I didn't know this, but Congress has allowed the DEA to broadly outlaw fentanyl derivatives. Fentanyl, fentanyl, fentanyl. I say I've always said fentanyl, which sounds terrible. It's fentanyl. probably fentanyl. Called dang old fentanyl. <laughs> dang old fentanyl. Okay, what? <laughs> fentanyl. Uh, but anyways, yeah, all the derivatives of fentanyl have been outlawed and placed on Schedule One classification by the DEA without going through Congress or anything. No. Just as like an emergency, uh, you well, know, they got to stop this thing. They don't have to do shit through Congress. And on Schedule One, of course, is heroin, marijuana, mm-hmm. LSD, ecstasy, and peyote. Mm-hmm. Um, but this way, by putting all of these derivatives on there, you know, they don't have to look at each and every one individually and call, give them a separate classification. But that scheduling that the DEA has had power over is coming to the end of its temporary timeline. So Senator Chuck Grassley tried to pass an extension through the Senate, and it came up for discussion last Thursday because Cory Booker is pushing back on it. And I, uh, I clipped him. Creepy old doll-eyes Cory Booker. Oh, boy. Can't wait. Let's find real solutions and stop accusing ourselves in partisan warfare of things that just aren't true. Right now, fentanyl is scheduled. We've been extending that, that scheduling over and over again. But this problem is going worse. I'd love to work with my colleagues on things that are actually going to solve the problem. And not just the rhetoric that works good for partisan left-right debates, but doesn't work for actually saving the lives that we need to save. I like his sniffer. Uh, I felt like he was coked up. I uh, yeah, definitely heard. But I, I was like, you know what? I'm sitting here agreeing with Cory Booker <laughs> on something. You know, I don't just scheduling everything. It's dumb. Enough with the scheduling. Get rid of the Controlled Substances Act. It's well, not yeah. working. Well, it's hindering so much. It's time to put up or shut the fuck up. And I would also like to point out that fentanyl is Schedule Two. You know, but you're putting mm-hmm. the derivatives on Schedule 1. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> None of it makes it's sense. It's like diluted it's fentanyl. Sense. Oh, of course. It's about having tools in the law enforcement tool belt. Now, Schedule 2 drugs, oxycodone and codeine are on there. Uh, it's like, oh, these are dangerous, but big pharma can use them. You yeah, know, right. they, they yeah, have pharmaceutical yeah. use. Right. Uh, but, you know, fentanyl is Schedule 2, and people are still overdosing Every day, well, yeah. and the overdose rates are going up. You put it on Schedule One; that'll that Allegedly. will magically take care of the problem. The drug will go away; people will not die anymore. Everything will be solved. Boom, right. over. Well, Booker gave this great quote to New Jersey Advanced Media. He said, "I'm just tired of them doing the same thing over and over again. That's not solving the fentanyl crisis. There are politicians who want to beat their chests and say that I'm scheduling increasing mandatory minimums and all of that, while we know from the 25 to 50 year war on drugs that that's not solving the problem. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Not wrong. I would have loved to get a clip of him saying that, but that was just written word according to the news outlet that will be in the show notes. Who did you say started this bullshit? uh, Grassley? Grassley of Iowa. Yep. Man, talk about a guy who's been around too long in the Senate. 
a very long time. Chuck Grassley. <laughs> Several lifetimes. Got elected the year my dad graduated high school, bro. So it's quite a while. <laughs> Just think about it for a second. Analyze it. Yeah. Yeah. Now they, of course, you know, uh, basic journalism rule. You want to represent both sides to every opinion and argument and whatnot. Sure. Sometimes in some form or another. Uh, even if you make one just look dumb. But here in this article, uh, they had a group, victims of illicit drugs, who were all parents to children who've died from overdose. And um, the Justice Department, of course, being on the same team, supporting a permanent ban or just complete prohibition of fentanyl derivatives. And it's like, I don't know. Can you just look at the alcohol thing? That's how you like, make it. Yeah, that's how you make it disappear, man. Can't we that's what just... I'm saying. Cite alcohol prohibition. You got words on a paper combined with uh, guys driving around in cars that'll jump out, kick doors down, and beat your head over with a uh, beat you over the head with a stick, and lock you up if they don't kill you. Then that's all it takes. The drugs magically go away. Yeah, shown time and time again, right? Well, yeah, right? definitely <laughs> works really, really, really fucking well. Tried and true. It works so well. That here we are talking about it. It has worked so far. A total of no times at all. Yeah. But that's the goddamn solution, let me tell you. Well, they're they're sticking to it. They're sticking to it. I would like to see a new proposal, but... Uh, If nothing else, I guess I respect the commitment. Wow. I guess. Uh, Arguments were just heard in a case where a man's hemp plants were confiscated at Denver International Airport. Um, His lawsuit... Well, he had to appeal it, so it's in appeals court now. Gotcha. Because it was initially dismissed... Pretty much immediately. So his appeal was three sentences. He wrote, um, I was traveling with 32 plant clones or rooted clippings compliantly produced under subtitle G of the 2018 Farm Bill Act. The plants were documented with a certificate of compliance to be under 0.3% THC, uh, which is the defining criteria for hemp under the act. At the TSA checkpoint, Officer Jaramillo, calling you out, confiscated the plants after speaking with Detective Casper, who stated they have a policy of confiscating any plants above 0%. So so I can bring any plant through the airport (laughs) that's not uh, hemp or weed, and they'll be fine with it? Because that also, I was like, whoa, I can think of some things I wouldn't mind. (laughs) Yeah, Venus flytraps, man. Yeah. Some coca leaves. (laughs) (laughs) You are always on these coca leaves lately. You got a bunch uh, of coca leaves that you're not telling me about? No. I know. I'm breaking the first rule of that, but you break it in your uh, cocaine shit scene segment all the time. That's true. You know, I never really thought about that until you just said it. By the way, yeah. uh, for, for those of you who aren't aware, the cocaine rule is that uh, you can't say that word unless you've got some. <laughs> yes. And uh, you're right. Constantly in violation of that rule I came up with. What the fuck? So now they're looking into uh, when Congress set up this system for the states and the American Indian tribes to regulate hemp, did it also empower people to sue when states interfere with hemp transport? Because there's, you know, no indication of a violation or a consequence for that violation. Mm. Um, And if they start having issues with this appeal, uh, the man's attorney says they're just going to go on a Fourth Amendment violation. Prohibition on unreasonable seizures. Sure. That's just... It baffles me. The Fourth Amendment is so highly respected amongst prosecutors and law enforcement, you know. What could go wrong? I just, like, 
I'm picturing these plant clippings and these dudes just being like, we got to take these. It's like, what? Yeah, right. Fuck airports. One thing you got to take is a hike, pal. Yeah. This is why I don't fly commercially. Oh, yeah. A Georgia judge placed an injunction on two recently awarded grow licenses. That would be the only grow licenses that have been awarded. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, they were awarded about a month ago. Great as, work. Um, cited in a previous bowl. But now they have to stop what they're doing. Immediately halt production because there's a lawsuit that just came around saying that the scoring process was flawed. And, you know, there were 70 applicants for these two licenses. Oh, my God, right. Somebody going to be mad. What's flawed is this cap on licenses. Thank you. So dumb. Yes. I know. Because it's like you only pick two winners. It doesn't matter how big that pool is or small that pool is. Like, there's going to be a lot of pissed off motherfuckers. A lot of butthurt. Only two winners. So you got to pick the two most qualified. And how can you ensure that they're going to be successful either? You, you know, like, just let everyone try. By limiting to only two licenses, you're pretty much mandating a monopoly. Or exactly. a duopoly. Technically a duopoly, right? You're mandating a duopoly. Yeah. It's just terrible. The moral hazards there, the extreme pressure to pick the two top, you know, like... Poor form. When people are jostling for these business licenses... There's only two. The shit that goes down is very gross. Very gross. Yeah. That I can tell you. Give me my free market. That's all. Yeah, it's not a big ask, people. (laughs) I know. It's not a big ask. It is the minimum right thing to do. I'm a simple woman with simple needs. (laughs) Free market. Come on. Uh, In Maryland, they've decided to drop the drug test requirement for medical weed workers. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Seems to make sense. Imagine you're working in an industry for a thing, but if you use that thing, if you're a patient of that thing, you can't do it. <laughs> Can you imagine? Fi- you got to fire your bud tender because he popped a biz test? Like, are you fucking stupid? Just the thought you would have to pee test your employees is stupid. Fantastic. Like, it should, there should never have been a requirement for that. It reminds me of the uh, Simpsons episode where Marge runs the dispensary and she's oh kind of like uh, clueless as to what's going on at first. That's a great episode. We need to revisit that. I'm sure there's a treasure show of ices in there. Yeah, that is hilarious. And I love, uh, they really took a jab at like the whole normalization of weed. Mm. You know, they're just like, and it's like an Apple store. It's like, this isn't normal, though. That's fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. And then Homer comes out. He's like, I got a great dispensary idea. Feels <laughs> just like you're going near dealer's house. And he's got the couch and stuff. Uh-huh. Anyways, great episode of The Simpsons. And a recent one. In Massachusetts, a true leave worker. Now, I've mentioned them once before. Uh, but anyways, a worker for true leave died, allegedly, from inhaling Keith. Really? That was the OSHA investigation summary. Sorry, I don't... I mean Take, to be crass, but uh, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, her job was grinding bud and packing pre-rolled joints. And she said she started complaining that she couldn't breathe and later died. Uh, so OSHA came in, did an investigation, and they said, yeah, all this... Uh, Weed powder is in the air, and she inhaled it and died. Hmm. So. 
only rolled joints in a well-ventilated room, I guess. What the fuck? I'm just like, some dusty how, ass weed, man. Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, how is the keef like flying into the air and stuff? Though? Yeah, doesn't make any sense. You'd think it'd be sticking to the going like, into a pollen catcher, right? For lack of better term, yeah, falling you know? through into the keef uh, collector. Yeah, the keef collector, which is not your nostrils through a strainer. Yeah, yeah I'd say it's something it's f- something fishy about that one. Yeah, well, you know, I would personally probably look into a accident, but. That's just me, and I'm not an OSHA official or anything important, so I'm just a wee little podcaster. But yeah, uh, RIP. That's a hell of a way to go. Packing joints. Detroit, Michigan, their recreational ordinance is facing another lawsuit on top of the other one. It was filed last Wednesday saying that their second attempt at recreational, once again gives an unfair preference to longtime Detroiters. So, uh... Look at Detroit, trying to be Illinois over there. Yeah. Here we go. Um, the first ordinance for recreational that they rolled out, they had the term legacy Detroiters in there, and then they struck that down. They said, yeah, that's problematic. Um, but now in this one, half of the licenses are set aside for equity applicants, of which... Longtime Detroiter is one of the qualifying uh, yeah. social equity boxes you can check off. A little protectionism, never hurt nobody, huh? Yeah. So, of course, they're asking the court to invalidate the ordinance and yeah. stop the city from accepting licenses. Oh, man. Tails all this time. Or applications for licenses, sorry. <laughs> People round Detroit, hold hands, start a lawsuit train, lawsuit train. They're doing it everywhere, yeah. Just mm-hmm. These things, they just ripple through the nation. They do, yeah. Uh, the Missouri Association of Prosecuting Attorneys wrote a position paper this past week blasting the new approach legalization amendment that will be on the November ballot. Uh, in their paper, they called the constitutional amendment 30 pages of mischief. Wow. Which I... It gave me a chuckle. Names fighting <laughs> words. <laughs> um, they their qualms and mine don't exactly line up. I bet. <laughs> uh, for example, for the first thing they say is, if someone under the influence kills a person while driving, the court is prohibited from telling that person to stop using weed. And I was like, you know, the under the influence thing and me just don't really get along. I don't. You're more eloquent on that, but it's like, yeah, just deal with the accident. Like, right. it's not necessarily yeah, a I substance that's to blame, especially when it's so easy to pop a person for THC in their system. It's such a subjective middleman type bullshit law. Like, uh, you can't really say a crime is committed or has more likelihood of being committed or, you know, because of a person's chemical makeup, because of the uh, chemical structure of their piss or their blood. Yeah. So just deal with the damage if damage happens. Like, why do we got to put extra bullshit? Ooh, whoa, 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 whoa. We found this. You tested for this. Uh, The prosecutors also point out that legalization shouldn't be embedded in the Constitution because then it renders the legislature powerless to fix any issues that come up, and you have to go through the whole amendment process and the statewide election shenanigans to make any changes, which... It's like the pot being okay 
for you to have freely doesn't bother me if that's in the constitution it's the penalties being in there that bug me and so they put in there you know if uh, someone gets caught selling to a kid it's only a hundred dollar penalty and i'm like yeah but it's written into the constitution and then i saw today they actually had to rescind that statement because that was the incorrect penalty <laughs> oh my god yeah you can i'm pretty sure face jail time if you sell weed to a kid and this is in the constitution you know because i know that they've written in jail time penalties here yeah they've recriminalized different aspects of it first of all the the sentencing should be done by a judge not by the fucking constitution not by the legislative branch sentencing is supposed to be carried out by a judge that's why we have a fucking judicial system in the first place it's called the balance of power and any time we enshrine these penalties into law where there's no wiggle room for a judge to apply judgment case by case, then we're just usurping the entire fucking separation of powers. That was the whole point of starting uh, kind of a more free republic. It makes me pissed to no end. Super pissed. And then the fact that we're going to put it in the Constitution, it's just dumb. It's just yeah. dumb, man. It's just it's not, not where it belongs. It's not a good move. Just, like, write a better fucking law. Right. If only it were so simple. I mean, you know, Ron Hicks had the Cannabis Freedom Act, and it was beautiful. Yes. Shemed Dogan files bills every year with a free market. Something like that. No license caps yeah. where you can home grow, where you can just, just be left the fuck alone. We don't need to... Yeah. Build up big-ass uh, new branches of government to oversee it. We don't need to fucking collect billions and billions of dollars in taxes, uh, jump up and down, and jerk each other off. It's like, just leave people the fuck alone. It's very simple. I'm trying to open or complicate the shit. It's even, real simple. In e- prohibition. Even Governor Parson agree with, agreed with that with his statements a few weeks ago where he's like, well, you know, they say they're legalizing this plant, but they're not because you can't just get the plant do whatever you want with it, which is what you should be doing. <laughs> yeah, repealing prohibition. Yes. So, uh, the other thing the prosecutors didn't like that they mentioned here is how cities could ban dispensaries. I don't know. Oh, yeah. We've got to be able to ban shit. Oh, can you yeah, ban it? I don't like it either. Uh, but at least, you know, it's put to a vote. The people, I, not the, you know, yeah, local voting co- means anything. But Local control is kind of its own issue, but uh, obviously I oppose a ban. <laughs> wherever, wherever the ban rears its ugly head. Ban bans. Banned his dick. <laughs> uh, a New Mexico Supreme Court chief of justice uh, wants to change the state's expungement law so that it's not automatic anymore. <laughs> Isn't that? That's so stupid. Yeah. Why? Uh, probably. I don't know. No, probably. All cash, baby. You know, yeah. if you want a fucking expungement, you gotta go for pay it, a so. lawyer. Yep, get a lawyer. You gotta go pay a lawyer. Get a date. Yeah. Yes, it's a good idea to expunge your conviction, but you gotta pay a lawyer. I don't like it. I was Just unhappy. do it. Just wave the fucking hand. It's not illegal no more, so, you know, if you got a record, you didn't. You got no more record. Yeah. How hard is that? Well, it hits you, know, you right in the wallet. Is the only place it when hits you're you. working with like fucking stupid legacy technology. So gross that the government uses. <laughs> you can see they're just retarded. So that's already a mess for them. But it's like doing the whole petition process. It's going to take time too. You know, just figure out your system and automate the shit. Duh. 
<laughs> Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. Uh, New York regulators received 903 applications for dispensary licenses this week. There are 150 licenses available. And this round was only open to social equity applicants. Oh, God. So right now, uh, the window for putting in your application is closed. Prospective licensees have 30 days in which they can go into the system, review and amend their documents and proposals. And then after 30 days, uh, the office will start scoring those applications. And I'm sure it will be a wonderful, fun time. And, uh, you know, I foresee lawsuits. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, it happens everywhere else. It does this social equity specific thing. Oh, our South Dakota governor friend there, Kirsty Nome, she uh, had her gubernatorial debate. And I clipped her. I clipped her because she talked about the weed. Uh-oh. That's what she gets. Clipped by us. South Dakota voters approved recreational marijuana in 2020, but you helped to direct a lawsuit that ultimately led to the measure being ruled unconstitutional because of the way it was written. As you know, marijuana is on the ballot again this coming November. Do you have any reason to challenge the measure this time around based on its wording? And if the measure passes, would you fight it? And you have one minute, Governor No. Well, the people will decide, uh, and this appears to be written constitutionally, so if it does pass, I will implement it. And oh, yeah, simple as that, huh? Yeah. Wow. Then, then she pivoted to how great she handled the pandemic to oh, not talk yeah. about weed, because that's a sore subject for I, her. It should be. <laughs> it is a sore subject. It very much should be a sore subject. She stuck her nose where it didn't belong on that one. Yeah. Stay the fuck out of it. Said very well, the people will decide. Oh, yeah. Is that how it's going to go down now? This time? Now that it's election season, now that you're fucking up for election? Yeah, exactly. The people will decide, and then once they vote you in again, then what? We'll fucking see, I suppose. Yep. Vermont dispensaries started selling recreational weed over the weekend, but only three were ready to go. So, kind of a soft launch. Mm. Yeah. And my final story for Behind the Curtain tonight is in South Africa, where the Constitutional Court overturned the criminalization of pot possession and use by children. Huh. It's legal for adults to use weed in private residences in South Africa. And um, they've written some great laws, really, about trying to... Uh, Avoid inflicting trauma on children and keeping kids in school is their goal. And, uh, you know, being incarcerated leads to harsher consequences and shit. It just ruins your life. You know, if you get caught as a kid and have to go through all this crap, you got to expunge your record, hopefully, maybe someday. Um, so they proposed some alternatives for if a minor is caught with weed, such as an oral or written apology, uh, just a warning, an order for supervision or guidance, a reporting order where they have to report in about what they're doing and where they are, um, compulsory school attendance order, family time order. I liked that one. <laughs> okay. I was like, that actually could be super effective. Sure. A peer association order, you know, where they're giving a goody-goody buddy, I guess. A good behavior order, got to not get in trouble for anything. Uh, an order prohibiting the kid from being in a specified place, you know, maybe where they got the ganj or used the ganj or whatever, 
Cancel therapy is written in here. And finally, volunteering. Mandatory volunteering, you know? But I like that. Keeping kids out of juvie or, you know, just screwing yeah. them up early. Well, that's the thing about, you know, kids. The kids and weed thing. Like, kids aren't kids don't have no business around weed. And it needs to be addressed somehow, right? Somebody's got to address that somehow. But when you address it with jail or a record or probation or any of this other like detrimental to your future type shit that's like not effective and it's not getting through to anybody you know oh. you need you need a, somebody to, to talk to them and love and care and figure out what the hell's going on yeah i would also like to point out though that it's like we say kids have no association around weed but both of us started using when we were teenagers and like teenagers are lumped into that kid Right. You know, you're a yeah. minor, but you're we, 16, 17, like... They're trying to push the age of minor up and up and up, too, which is just fucking, like... It's going, like, the wrong way on that. Like, yes, you're dumb, and you don't really know what you're doing, but it doesn't mean you, there should be, like, an age where you're responsible for your actions, right? And uh, there's also the case to be made, and it needs to be pointed out, that there are medical cannabis patients that are underage. Who, yeah. You children, know? real children. There are children, and yeah. even young, young, the toddler age children, who rely on cannabis medicines to survive and have a quality of life. That's right. And that shouldn't be discounted, you know? That's like a, ooh, we can't talk about that. It's like every time there's a kid involved, then it all becomes like, people go from zero to 29 million. Yeah. Like, let's have some love and understanding here. Let's like figure it out piece by piece. Stop just throwing people in jail as a solution to almost anything, you know? Jail is for people who won't stop stealing, won't stop raping, won't stop killing, won't stop assaulting. It's not for people who have a fucking drug problem or for people who use any substance. Maybe they have a drug solution. How the fuck do you know? Yeah. You know? Either one isn't solved by jail time. Amen. That's all I got. That's all I got for buying the curtain tonight. Well, it's, a great, it's a great rundown, man. Yeah, thanks. You always bring us a quality chunk, but uh, tonight I feel extra special for some reason. Oh, I always feel Just extra that, special with you. It's in that, uh, brought that certain, you know? Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you know who else knows what I'm talking about? The Rev Cyber Trucker. Rev! Sir Rev Cyber Trucker to you, who's uh, out there on the road. Making it happen. He's determined. Uh, I saw him in the bull chat earlier saying that uh, he's limited to his built-in laptop mic and he was having some trouble jiggling handles and getting it to record, but he got something for us uh, and it's ready to rip. Your metal moment. In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. You know, I was just about all set to abandon this episode of Metal Moment because I've been having issues with the microphone on my computer, not wanting to detect that I even had a microphone, even though it said I had a microphone. That and dealing with a earache, fever, chills, and body aches I kind of feel like shit, but I also decided, out of one last little bit of desperation, to reboot my computer, and lo and behold, 
Here is Metal Woman. Making their debut in 1974, that's about a year before I was born, for those of you counting, the Ramones made a splash and became what is quite possibly the first true punk band. Straight from their self-titled debut album, and number five on my personal playlist, this is the Ramones. Let's greet Bob. We appreciate you, Rev. Yeah. Uh, pushing through it. Robo Rev today. Robo Rev. Robo Rev. Kicking ass. Later, losers. <laughs> yeah, kicking ass and taking names. Never, uh, never retreat, never surrender, never back down. I love that. I love that attitude. Appreciate that. Right when it looks the grimmest, you're going to call it quits. You go, you know what? You know what would be really metal? It's just fuck it. Do it anyway. Hell yeah. I love it. Very metal. Very metal. And I love me some uh, Ramones. So that's very much appreciated. Thank you, Rev. Yeah, thank you. You can follow him at Rev Cyber Trucker over on NoAgendaSocial.com. Well, what do you say? We talk to some bowlers now, huh? I'd love to. I love hearing from the bowlers. Well, let's go over to our bowl mail line. Everyone can get in there. Plenty of room for everybody. Oh, it's quite spacious there in the voicemail line. All you got to do is call 816-607-3663. Not peer pressure, it's just your turn to hit it. And uh, let's see who hit it today. Yo, guys. Yo. This is a follow-up from from last week. Oh, yes. Uh, and I just wanted to say thank you for the piss karma. Hell yeah. Uh, it turns out that the pig piss was clean. And it didn't have any weed in it. Nice. Um, and I start at the new job um, next Monday. Awesome. Woo! Congrats. So that's, I guess, cool. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, thanks for the well wishes and uh, all your support in these trying times. Definitely. Uh, Okay, cool. Peace. 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 Great work. Great work, caller. Yeah, there was a part of me that's worried, but I couldn't say it out loud. You know, I didn't want to no. jinx anything, but uh, I have smoked weed with a number of pigs in my time, so you never know. But he got the clean pig piss. That's good. Yes, that is good. Oink, oink, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, job karma, man. That's cool. New, oh. new job, fresh start. It's always exciting when you're starting out, you know, you're like, uh, all right, this time I'm going to make it great. Yes, and it's gonna be a great job. Now that they've made you pee in the cup once, I pray they don't do it again. Yeah, just keep One the cups uh, to themselves. Yeah. Next time you uh, want me to pee in a cup, you better be holding it in your mouth. That's right. Some people are really into that. And I'm gonna videotape it. Then I agree. <laughs> Only under those conditions will I pee in your cup. 
Uh, this next caller ain't peeing at no cups. Good evening, lovely bowlers. Good evening. Good evening. Just had a moment to step out to a nice quiet spot at work and tell you about the first time I realised my parents were full of shite. Full of shite, eh? So, uh, we were living up in Washington State, you know, it's all about six years old, seven years old. Uh, six or seven years old, okay. Older sister, something came up, she didn't like surprises, and I uh, was like, oh no, you did the book Oh no, you did the book and I was like, uh oh, there's no way to know. So we went out in the garage, and there was a built in uh, storage cabinet system along the whole side of the garage. And she opened up one of the doors and found the secret stash of the uh, Christmas presents coming up. Ah. And so, no, that's exactly what I was getting for Christmas. The things I saw all that gear cover, too, is no more hard. You know. It was always a bigger gift on, you know, the old fat bastard known as the Satan Claus. <laughs> but after that, it was like, all right, we see through you. Mm. Anyway, hope you are lovely gents out there in the cyberspace. Have a wonderful day, evening, morning, wherever you are when you listen to this. Take care of yourselves. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Pip, pip, cheerio, mate, and all that. Fantastic. Cheerio. Sounds like Russell Brand. Yeah, so the siblings uh, <laughs> ruined it for him. Told him what he was getting for Christmas by peeking at the secret stash <sighs> in the garage. Ah, oh, the siblings. God, that's the worst. It's the worst when the siblings ruin the parents for you, you know? <laughs> it's like, you little fuckers. You had a good thing going. Based thing on going. secrecy? Yeah, the secret stars. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> secret stars is uh, what our robot thought he said, which is not. It was a secret stash, oh, of secret course. Secret stars. I, I like that. I'm good at hearing stash. What can I say? I have to hear it frequently. Yes. Uh, Makes nothing but sense. Jesus. Well, I get this piece of shit pin to try to work. Uh, let's hear from our next caller. All right. So I, I wanted to elaborate on my previous uh, message. Oh, yes. how I achieved my goal. Okay, cool. Um, Details. I like so it. So I have this, like, compression thing for my uh my thigh i don't know i have whatever anyway so it's a compression thing so i stuffed the the bottle of the piss in there Mm. within a sock and then i bobby pinned that whole apparatus to the inside so no shenanigans could occur um so i go in there i do all this stuff i sit in the lobby there there's a hand warmer in the sock apparatus to keep the the, Ooh, the pig piss all nice and warm and juicy um so i'm waiting and then i you know i go back and then because there's like all this other stuff the physical involved and you know they wanted to test my hearing and my vision yeah. and this, that, and the other thing. They, they take me back, and we do the vision test, and then they do the, the hearing test. So I'm, like, getting worried. And then, and then I start to actually have to kind of piss. And I'm like, oh, well, okay, well, if I got to piss, then, I mean, I'm not, I'm not lying, you know? So then we do the vision test, the hearing test, and then they, they take me into another room, and they start filling out some crap or whatever. And, uh, you know, then I'm like oh, are we doing the piss part next? And they're like, why? You got to go? And I'm like, yeah, actually, you kind of have to go. And so, you know, they're like, 
okay, well, we were going to do this other thing, but yeah, it's it's fine. We can do that next. We'll do the drug nice. screening next. So then I do the, I do the thing. We go into the, I go into the bathroom. I, I have to empty my pockets into this thing and they lock it all up. And, uh, <laughs> then I, I, as the woman leaves the bathroom and I, you know, lock the door. I take the sock with the hand warmer and the piss bottle out and I, I pour it in there and I, I put the hand warmer underneath the thing I pour it into the cup with the, uh, digital or the little strip thermometer or whatever. And I put it under there just to keep it warm or whatever. Um, and then, you know, I, I piss into the toilet (laughs) and then, uh, you know, I go and I hand her the thing and, you know, whatever. I cleaned up after myself before I took it out there, of course. Don't want to don't want to be caught at the last second. Um, no doubt. So then, you know, we go and I sign the stuff that whatever. It says. Oh, what a cliffhanger. That's all right. Part two. Cool. All right. So I'm signing off on the stuff. Yes. And. Then she gives me some kind of paperwork or whatever. She's like, oh, one copy for you, one copy for your employer. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to doing the other stuff or whatever. And I'm getting paranoid. I'm like, oh, crap. I got this this leg compression sleeve on. Uh, I got all this stuff in my pockets. I don't know if this doctor's going to want me to do the, the turn and cough business. Right. So she gives me the paperwork. We do this other test. And then she's like, uh, okay, go out and wait in the lobby. So I, I'm like, okay, well, can, can I take this out to my car, the the paperwork? And she was like, yeah, 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 it will be with you in like five minutes. Nice. So then I do the whole, I take the, the compression sleeve off at the car, put the paperwork in the car, empty my pockets of any evidence. I go back in, I see the doctor eventually, uh, and he doesn't even do the t- turn and cough bullshit. Uh. So I'm like hyped up over nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, dreams can come true or something i don't know fantastic yeah Yeah. dreams of p come true congratulations caller yeah i'm happy for you yes great work and you know yeah maybe you didn't have to dump that off in the car but uh, you never be too careful yeah i agree never be too careful man i had a panic moment one time in high school it was like uh for whatever reason i have no fucking idea um it was like Dumb as all shit, but I had my bag, my like little uh, backpack of naughty shit at school in my locker this one particular day, which I never did because it's fucking stupid. And I can't even remember why that was going down. But anyway, all of a sudden, like the, t- the, the intercom pops on. Yeah. And I'm like called down to the office. Oh, shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, no, that's not true. It wasn't in school. It was in my trunk. It was out in the parking lot in the car. So I was like, what But you got fuck? called down to the office. I got called down to the office, and that shit's in my trunk. And I'm just, like, freaking out. I'm like, what the fuck? They're on to me! And so I, like, I was like, all right. I stand up. I head out the classroom door, which was at the end of the school. And then instead of going to the office, I just went out the fucking exit door. Ran out to my car, grabbed this backpack out of my trunk, put it in some fucking bushes. Oh, no. Ran back in, went to the office. Turns out my mom just brought me some fucking pills that I had to take at the time. Wow. 
And so I had to pick him up. Like, can't you just tell me what that's about when I'm getting summoned to the office instead of making me panic freaking? It's it like, would fuck, be nice. it could be anything. But, uh. You get that backpack back in your trunk after Sure that? as shit. It'd scare me leaving it in the bushes more than the trunk. Well, I had but some yeah. plausible deniability if it was in the bushes, you know? Yeah. Uh, in my high school, they would every once in a while walk dogs down the hallway. Like the, you know, drug detecting dogs and whatever. And <laughs> you'd just see fucking bags like falling out the window. So those are always the days of, like right after school, everyone's rushing to like walk around the perimeter of the <laughs> school looking for baggies of whatever. Yep. That was my weird story. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about a weird story of the uh, first time you ever realized your parents uh, were full of shit, I guess? This was uh, this was C-Dub's devious idea really, in the chat, was it not? Yeah. Um, I had a lot of uh, friends online when I would go on the internet on the weekends and whatever. And I started, uh, you know, like, we'd exchange phone numbers and would start talking and whatever. Uh, I was, my grandparents were my guardians, but I lived with my great-grandparents. My great-grandparents did not have the internet, so this was a thing i'd see my grandparents on the weekends go on some forums have a good time whatever talking about j-rock and anime (laughs) and uh then i go to my great-grandparents house during the week and all i had was a phone um so yeah bakelite phone (laughs) but anyway so i gave my number to people so i was like i won't be on till next weekend so like let's just talk on the phone whatever i didn't have a cell phone i was probably like 12 to 13 and uh, they found out that I was talking, and they, these are people my age, yeah. Mm. But they found out I was talking to people from the internet, and they freaked the f out. I mean, like I lost all my phone privileges. I wasn't allowed to talk on the phone to anyone unless they talked to one of my guardians first and were vetted as someone that went to my school, like a real person in their mind, because they were so caught up on like kidnappers and catfishing and all that stuff and that really pissed me off because mm. i was just like like i knew these people i eventually met up with them at anime boston and was like see these are my friends right these are like they're real people too and i vetted them before i gave them my number like we've been talking for a long time right. and that pissed me the fuck off yeah yeah, man, we'd have very few friends if we weren't allowed to have internet friends. But the, man, damn. the biggest one was definitely smoking weed for the first time mm. and just being like, this is a nothing burger. Yeah. Like, what? you you smell this and you get so mad and erratic and it like elicits this violent response in you from all the propaganda that's sunk into your brain. And it's just a plant. Just chill out on it. You're full of shit. When you say it's evil, it's going to lead to shit and... Wind me up dead, basically. Makes you dumb and lazy. That's what uh, I was always oh. told. Makes you dumb and lazy. My uh, makes you dumb and it makes you lazy. Hmm. You, you've met my grandparents. For them, it's it leads you into being in a gang and being murdered, right? Just yeah. immediately, like right off the bat. You smoke weed, you're gonna get murdered. Which you know, many such cases of uh, war on drugs murders. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, most of that shit's a. Product of prohibition, not a product of the weed. What we're kind of trying to fix. Yeah, this was a tough one for me. I wasn't that excited to do it. Uh, <laughs> not really necessarily for any particular reason or anything like that. Hi, Just, Pop. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Sometimes he listens to the podcast. Yeah. No, it's just like, uh, 
I don't know. There's certain things that uh, my parents have let me down about that just are still not quite uh, concrete or resolved or concluded or something, you know? And it just feels weird to, like, uh, go over it, necessarily. But the long time ago stuff, that was probably the very first eye roll thing. Because um, yeah, I was, like, Aww. a goody-good kid, compliant type of, uh, you know, achievey boy. I was homeschooled for a long time, five years, and, uh, you know, always, like, the top of scouts and the top of uh, whatever I was doing. and An achiever. Yeah, you know, and so I never really kind of questioned a lot around me. Now, it probably started with the church and stuff like that before oh. it really, like, turned to, like, my parents. And I, I don't know. Like, the problem with, th- the problem that I really had to put words to it is that when I look back and I try to think of, like, places where I came to this conclusion, it's, um, you know, none of it is out of, like, spider stupidity. It's like they they always just try to do their best anyway, you know? And so it's hard to, like, really rake them for it. But uh, the weed thing, once you mention that, like, I my eyes definitely lit up because that was kind of one of those defining moments. And and it also goes way beyond just my parents of that moment. But when we first got stoned for the very first time, first time it worked, just like, wow, everyone's been full of shit this whole time about this, huh? Yeah, everyone. I was like, that was definitely a very strong f- f- uh, forefront thought in my mind. I was like, you mean to tell me this is, this is, this is the thing? <laughs> this is That it. everybody's got their panties up their ass crack about? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'd rather believe this next caller personally. <coughs> oh, oh Christopher Battles. Oh, it's a Tuesday. I can tell. <laughs> and uh yeah. Nice We're hit. All listening to Bowl After Bowl. That's with right, baby. And they've Gloria. Bowl after bowl. Uh, yeah. I mean, answer to the question, um, you know, like you go into the bathroom and you, you realize, oh, mom was in here or, oh, dad was in here. Cause you know, <laughs> it's kind of weird, but you got think, uh, I see what you did there. Uh, smells, but, uh, anywho, uh, yeah, but, uh, I guess the answer really be never like, I think even as a, I remember being even like a kid and kind of just going like, you know, that realization with probably just my parents taught me too, but you know, like it's all new to them, parenting and whatnot. And, uh, you know, yeah, mistakes or whatever. I don't even know if that'd be mistakes, but you know, like mistakes are made and things of that nature. But overall, you know, things are good with my folks. Uh, mm. and, uh, yeah. So pretty happy about that. Uh, actually. This question kind of made me just appreciate them a little bit more, to be honest. Hell yeah. Um, which I'm then. So, yeah, not really full of any Shiite, but uh, minus the stuff that goes in the, the commode. In the duty pot. Comrade, but the commode. <laughs> um, so, yeah, come on. I remember my mom going like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done this or that or sort of thing with you or Sometimes she'd complain about my pops or something to me and kind of bent to me and realized like later, you know, oh, that's not the best thing to do. And, you know, she apologized later in life and, uh, and whatnot. And, uh, 
yeah, so it's hey, nothing, nothing really uh, to complain about, you know. Yeah, those things could have been different, obviously, you know. Maybe push this or not push that or whatever, but anyway. Anyway. Anywho. All right, well, I'm going to get back to doing things around the house. So, love you guys. That English. And no matter what your parents say, you can always say, Kaka! Love you, Christopher Battles. Yeah. You can always count on that guy to leave a wholesome voicemail. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't That's the only one, one that felt the same way. It's like, uh, you know, you take the good and the bad. Ain't nobody perfect. And now that I'm a parent, it's kind of like easier to be, you know, a little less uptight. More forgiving. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, we just do the best we can. Yeah. You know what I should have said? The first time I ever realized my parents were full of shit. <laughs> when they yeah. passed me off to their fucking parents. <laughs> Jesus. What a bunch of shitheads. Where See, are yeah. you, mom and dad? Different strokes, man. Where are you? Oh, man. Mom and dad, please call 816-607-3663. You've got some fucking explaining to do. Or don't. Then please don't write me any checks. I know they're fraudulent. <laughs> I see you out there, dad. Oh. <laughs> Laying at the fuck down. You got to. Someone's got to. Someone does they got didn't. to. <laughs> Someone has to. Like, um, can't just let it hit the ground. Somebody has to lay it down, man. Just like this next caller. My uh, relationship with my parents was definitely um, more strained uh, when I was younger. And um, there is one time that de- uh, definitively stands out as uh, it was. Only, I don't know if it was necessarily like me realizing that they were wrong per se, but it was. Uh, it was almost issued as a challenge. But um, after I got to college and made it through my first semester, I was like, uh, I don't want to do this film major stuff. This is kind of lame. I'm going to switch my major to theater and uh, kind of got read like a mini riot act and I was just doing it because uh, people liked me there and they made me feel good about myself and uh, I you know, wasn't going to be doing anything with it. But did they call you a fruit? Wouldn't be any good. Just going to be a waste of money. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, there are a lot of things I'm still like, yeah, I fundamentally disagree. Um, and there's a lot of things I've had a total 180 on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. The ones that really mind fuck me is like, uh, you catch yourself saying something is like. Damn, that sounds like something sounds like something one of my folks would do. <laughs> in the bowl. In the bowl, boobies. In the bowl. Oh man. God, nobody has put uh a theater major to harder use than Boobery. Killing it. Slaying it. Loving it. That's uh definitely the theater is his theater. You know what I'm saying? It's where you're supposed to be, man. It's where you're supposed to be. And uh yeah, for you know. Maybe most kids doing the theater college thing don't know what the fuck they're doing, but uh can't say that about boobles. You can't. You can't unless you want to be wrong as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Which none of the bowlers do. No. Not at all, not at all. Well, thank you, bowlers, for your calls. Uh, that's the end of the pile there. All right. And uh, look, it, I did some node cleaning. I did some desk cleaning. I've got <gasps> the, the F-tie list right here in my hand. Can you believe it? I've got it? some to add. 
to it oh. that have been uh, commented in the chats. You know what? Throughout this episode. Do you have them written down? And yeah. there's a couple from like a previous week when we didn't have that. Didn't you make a phone note or something of them? No. Maybe you typed it somewhere. I, I feel like there were some others to add that were pretty good, but uh, I've got some of them on here. That, I give them to the paper added. list. My problem is I'm I'm out of real estate on both sides oh. of this, so I'm going to have to start have a, a new one. So I think let's pick okay an old one, one. of this uh, one off here, and I'll save this new list, and then let's transfer the rest that are still surviving on this to a new list plus whatever you have to add. How about okay. that? Does that Sounds sound great. good? To, uh, good, good. It's a plan. Good to you. Uh, I will read you the last ones over here so we get to pick one off of the old list and it will finally die. Uh, first time I ever found a dead animal. First time I ever got drunk. Uh, saw a drag show. Got fired. Sta- uh, stayed at a motel. Uh, first time I ever farted in front of my significant other. Uh, first time I ever le- called in and left. A uh, first time I ever. That's uh, oh. kind of meta. First time I ever went to the DMV. Changed jobs. Played Magic the Gathering, <laughs> or Pokemon, or Yu-Gi-Oh, it says in parentheses here. First time I ever watched a stoner movie, we did that one. Yeah, we did that one. But then I lost the list, um, so I'm crossing that off right now. Uh, realized my parents were... Oh, <laughs> the uh, list here says, first time I ever realized, realized my parents slash crazy, slash dumb, slash etc. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Disrespectful. That was a wide one. Uh, first time I ever made an... Eskimo bro. That's an interesting oh, one. Oh, that is an interesting one. And uh, first time I ever peed during a live podcast. So that's, oh, uh, that's, that's fun. A chunk of them. I kind of want to do first time I ever found a dead animal, though. First time I ever found a dead animal. That's a great pick because it's been on the list the longest. It is yeah. the one, two, three, four. It's actually the fifth entry on there and by far the oldest one because all the ones surrounding it have been crossed out since then. Yeah, let's go with it. And actually, it's older than it looks because I wrote a couple up above where the starting one was so it was it looks like it was the third one we ever wrote down wow so there you go uh next week first time i ever found a dead animal fantastic what uh could be better to call about you can call in uh anytime up till the moment that we start uh playing them and including through that moment basically up until the moment we hit the lanes you can call in and leave your voicemail so that's during the week that's during the show even during the segment yeah. There's always still time to uh, call something in. So, 816-607-3663. Thank you for calling. Appreciate you. And that leaves one more thing. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. I love bowling. Yeah, I love bowling as well. It's a great, uh, great time. Yeah, it is. It always is. You're only competing with yourself. Uh, sometimes other teams, but mostly yourself. Rescuers flocked together to save 275 parrots stranded after Hurricane Ian. Whoa. Yeah. You like that pun in the headline? No? No? That's for the pun. (laughs) Seriously. So, there was this couple that wouldn't leave their island home because they had 275 parrots. Mostly (laughs) rescues. Uh, But I guess that the island was just messed up and was not gonna make it through this hurricane mm. so people are like you gotta leave you gotta evacuate we gotta get you out of there and they're like nope we're going down with our birds so a bunch of sanctuary owners came together and went out there and caged the birds one by one and brought them to safety to get the couple out of there oh 
Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Did it get pounded bad? Like, would they have died? What do you think? What's the assessment? Does anybody know? No one knows. <laughs> there was no uh, assessment of it. I saw, like, all the roads were destroyed and no power and all that stuff. But, mm. yeah, Operation Noah's Ark is what they called it. Grab all those birds and get them to safety. And I feel like I'd have, no matter where I was at, like, obviously I'm in Tornado Alley right here and I have been my whole life, but... uh hurricane zone it would be really tough for me to join the exit line during anything no matter oh. what they say is gonna happen yeah i agree i agree that's uh always a cluster i'd be one of those guys about, I ain't going nowhere. yeah yeah i thought it was kind of crazy that the community came together just to get all these damn birds yeah and then they're like come on you two people love birds man people love animals yeah animals are great they're better than people <laughs> uh, according to most people Mm. Well, you know. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna. You know. There's a there's an organization I didn't mentioned say I here. I believe that. I just said called uh, Project Dynamo, which is a specific organization for pet rescue during disasters and such things. You know. Mm. And it's like, man, there's already there's dedicated teams for this. Right. But yeah, people do love animals. It's hard not to. But love them more than people? No. For no. me. For me. That's where it gets a little antisocial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But animals are great. Uh, kind of like lighthouses. Lighthouses, seashells, those are all great things. And this week, a Chesapeake Bay lighthouse was auctioned with some strings attached. Uh-oh. Yeah. It was sold by the federal government, uh, Hooper Island Lighthouse, if you know your lighthouses, for $192,000. And the new owners must maintain it as a Coast Guard navigational aid, observe historic preservation standards, and sign a memorandum of agreement with the Navy about when it can be accessed. Whoa. It's also known as the spark plug because it's so rusted. <laughs> it has an outer ladder but no dock. And uh, all these boxes were checked with everything you don't want in a place like lead-based paint, mm -hmm. asbestos, no electricity, water, or utilities. So, uh, you know, not moving ready. The nickname was Old Gnarly Knob. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some call it Spark Plug. We call it Old Gnarly Knob. Old Gnarly Knob. My favorite uh, spark. Yeah, spark plug. <laughs> yes. Or lighthouse. <laughs> uh, a moose is back on the loose. Uh oh. In Connecticut, after rescuers were able to free it from a fence. I was confused as to why this was a story because. Right. I think it's just like very rare. You know, I guess it being a moose. Like, there's only a hundred moose in Connecticut. Okay. Allegedly. And it's their breeding season right now, mm. September to October. I'm guessing I'm thinking about get deer. Get out of here, Vince. I'm trying to I, fuck. <laughs> I've seen a lot of deer get caught up on fences, but this is a moose, sure. not a deer. So I got to push that out You'd think if a moose head. and a deer came together, or I mean a moose and a fence. God damn it, you got me saying deer. <laughs> <laughs> if a moose and a fence came together, it just seems like the fence would go away. Yeah. Don't that's, you think? Uh, that's got to be a damn nice fence. I know. And like, I first I'm thinking like raw iron, you know, like, oh, maybe it's like... Yeah. Uh, one of those old, cool, wrought iron fences. But no, it doesn't sound like that. Um, the state environmental police and fire department, along with some cops, 
came out and it, so its belly was, it said it was impaled on the fence. Oh, fuck. Which to me says that there's a fence post or something sticking through it. But then they later describe it as, well, its belly was stuck on the, its rear legs were stuck so that it couldn't get its belly over the fence. And I'm oh, like, that's this a far is not cry impaled. From impaled. Yeah, if you're impaled, there's like something stabbing through you. There's something going through you. Like a kebab. And, yes, exactly. You're, you've been skewered. Yeah. Yeah. So People don't know what words mean. No, no. Uh, they cut off and removed one end of a panel of the fence, which allowed the moose to just push to the ground and walk away. Cool. Yeah, so I don't think he was impaled. He sounds not very impaled. I think he's going to be okay. Yeah, you usually need to stop the bleeding after impalement. Clip Custodian says he saw it on a morning show, and it was a very nice fence. Mm, yeah, it would have to be to, to stop to a moose. stop a moose. To stop a moose uh, until they help it off, yeah. Yeah, stop a moose right in its tracks. That's one hell of a fence. That's an endorsement for the fence company right there. Yeah, they p- probably turned it into a native ad. Our fence. If they didn't... Fucked up a moose. <laughs> yeah, that's a... Uh, that's what the fence company needs to do. That's a great ad. Well, there was a huge catch of fish fossils uh, that came in from China, which included one of the oldest teeth ever found. Whoa. Because I love talking about teeth really much. Yeah, a lot, well, very, very deeply. You know. I like talk about teeth big much. It just keeps coming up, I can say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the teeth that were in this group were 443 million years old, allegedly. Uh, it says when backboned ancestors were still swimming on a watery planet and started evolving teeth and jaws to hunt for prey instead of grubbing around as bottom feeders. So there were several never-before-seen species in this lot of fossils, which was discovered in 2019 by Roadside Cliff. Uh, someone just started scraping at the cliff. A researcher, actually, who went out to find fossils and had no luck. And then was just, like, poking at this cliff and was like, holy shit, these are all fossils. There's a bunch of fossils here. Um, but the most common species in this group was a boomerang-shaped fish that would use its jaw to scoop up worms. Fun. There was also a shark-like creature that had a bony armor on its front. Which is interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, now with the sharks, if they had bony armor on their nose, we'd be really fucked. Yes. Yeah, that's like our one hope. Just to hit it really hard in the nose, right? That's uh, what they say. That's what I've been told. I have not had to put that to use yet. Helps if you got a roll of quarters uh, that you're holding on to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, 443 million years old. That's pretty fucking old. That is old. Here we are. Now we got them. For science. A woman's bathroom walls started bleeding this past week. It's Whoa. never a good sign. You know, you got red liquid coming down from your walls. It means it's kicking in. Yeah. It's just kicking in, dude. You better hope. You better hope there's not like chopped up body parts behind there. But for this lady, it was just super weird because she'd lived in the home for 20 years. And she thought that her brother had made a mess of something, but... It kept leaking and leaking, and it was pooling up in the sink. So the only thing uh, there, really, was a medicine cabinet. So she moved it. She took it off the wall, and she looked behind the wall, and there was no pipes leaking or anything. 
Uh, and when she went to put the medicine cabinet back, she found that the bottom had rusted so bad. And then that combination of cold metal and condensation mm. had caused the rust to liquefy. Gotcha. So it was dripping rust juice. Not blood. Not blood. Blood. But it looked pretty gruesome. I bet. Yeah, it sounds like uh, terrifying. Yeah. A great start to spooky season stories. No doubt. Another one was that a uh, bunch of aliens, uh, aliens fi- wagging my fingers, in neon body suits hopped onto a New York subway train and started assaulting teenagers. Oh, my God. Yeah. They were all women. It was like 10 crazy bitches. <laughs> 2 a.m. Sunday night, Times Square, just... Hopped on, dressed like fucking aliens in the, uh, like the green man suit, like Charlie Day's green man suit, you know, with alien faces on the top part drawn on. Mm-hmm. And they just started pushing and punching and taking people's phones and wallets and stuff. And uh, no one was injured, but the aliens have not been located. Yeah, they probably went back to the mothership, man. <sighs> Seems like the logical thing to do. Beamed them the fuck on out of there. <laughs> yeah, and then they can, you know, use the stolen stolen identities on Amazon from whatever planet they came from. Just access the internet from there. You don't need to be on this planet for that shit anymore. In Kenosha, Washington, a Lego-themed home sold in two days. That it featured about right. uh, all the paints inside were colored matched to Legos, and there was a backsplash in the kitchen made of Legos, 4,000 Legos to be exact. It listed for $250,000, but they received 10 offers, and it sold for significantly more, although they did not share the price in the article. undisclosed. What state again? Washington. Ah, yep. Yeah. So, uh, I found it interesting, too, though. At the end of this article, which was a Fox News article, um, they start saying, so, you know, if you like Lego, we've got... TV show suggestions for you. And this is the same article. It's just like uh, a different header, you know? So I thought I was like reading, reading about the house, reading about the house. And then it's just like, check out these TV shows. I was like, you're scum. (laughs) That's so gross. No doubt. Just put an ad at the bottom of the picture and stuff. You know, you don't need to write it in the article. Well, in Massachusetts, a nearly 2,500 pound pumpkin broke a fair record. Yeah, this pumpkin weighed in at 2,479 pounds. The previous record was 200 pounds less than that, but the previous record breaker came in second place. So he's still growing huge pumpkins. And this dude that won first place got 8,500 bucks in cash as a prize. Whoa. So way to go, Glen Coco. Got another one. Yeah. Now, hop, skip, and a jump away in New York, a man's pumpkin broke the national record. Oh, yeah. Weighing in at 2,554 pounds. Massive pumpkin. Yeah. The previous national record was 2,528 pounds, but the Guinness World Record is currently in Italy with 2,702 pounds of pumpkin. That is one hell of a pumpkin. Yeah. And for the triple threat on this story topic, 
<laughs> a Minnesota gardener thinks that his pumpkin might break the world record. Oh, here's for thinking, it's, baby. It's uh, not confirmed yet. It's coming along. But just putting it out there, we could bring the Guinness World Record for biggest motherfucking pumpkin to the States. Hell yeah. I'm rooting for him. We He's, are number one. We are number one. He said that this pumpkin was grown from the seed of that Italian pumpkin that holds Ooh, the record. Yeah. Son of Italian big man. That's right. And my final story for the lanes tonight comes from California where a school homecoming dance was postponed due to bats in the gym. <laughs> yep. School officials have assured the kids that it will be held at an undetermined date in the future. Uh, animal services came in. They said, looks like Mexican free-tailed bats uh, <laughs> who migrate in the spring and fall. So it's migration season for them. Uh, but they said, we can't remove them from the rafters. What? No one elaborated on that. But because the CDC warns that Bats have the highest risk of uh, spreading rabies and whatnot. Then no, keep them in the school? Keep them in the school. No one wants to touch them oh with a 10-foot pole. Oh, God. But the lady was holding one in the picture, and I was just like, oh. Bats are cool little shit, bat. dude. I've always loved bat. bats. And she kept petting its head, and it kept opening its mouth when she'd pet its head and showing its little fangs. <laughs> oh, man. I love bats. I love bats are pretty bad. going outside, dude. pulling my keys out, jangling them around, and having the bats swirl around. It's so much fun. Bats are bat. pretty awesome. Yeah. Bats, bat houses, love bats. They eat the bugs I don't like. Bats. Badass bats. That's my song. Is that your bat rap? Night. That's my bat rap. <laughs> the bat rap. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. That's all I got, man. That's, Excellent. Well, it that's a all good, it was uh, written in the bowl. Good bowl sesh. Yeah. It's always a great sesh with you. Oh. You're such a sweetie. Well, I love the bowlers. The, uh, I love the bowlers. Yeah, absolutely. Hanging I mean, out. They make it. Definitely. They make it. We appreciate you hanging out with us on the live stream. I streamed at bowlafterbowl.com on the No Agenda stream. And, of course, maybe you're hanging out with us in your favorite nude podcast app. However you choose. We're happy you're here. We love you. And uh, until next thursday this thursday yeah this coming thursday that's what i meant this next thursday next this thursday bulls with buds join us billy bones you don't want to miss that one billy billy bones and of course every tuesday night at right around nine central time we take all that stream stuff over right after dh unplug wraps up and we bring you this bowl bowl after bowl tuesday after tuesday you know i'm gonna be always sir spencer wolf of kansas city and I'll be DeLorean. Till next time, may your bowls burn ever brighter. Stupid! You're so stupid! Ta-ta there, retard. You didn't fall proto, buddy. You're done. I just want to say I'm not afraid. Come to my fucking door. What does your lawyer say? He looks pretty smart. What's going on? And I want a non-gay explanation. Oh, man. Oh, 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 man. 
You'd know that if you'd ever listened to my podcast. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl.com. Bowl after bowl.com.